welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast, the Nerdy Podcast, hosted by two northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And this week is episode nine. Yeah, so we've got to nine. nine. We're still talking. <laughs> and we still haven't had a fight yet. Isn't it yep. amazing? <laughs> <laughs> so this week is um, cartoons. Yes, our cartoon t- favorite car- top there. Yep, top five favorite cartoon TV shows, which I thought would have been a lot easier than it has been, but it turned into a bit of a mindfuck. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> to put it polite. <laughs> I just said I said before we started this that my list is boring, <laughs> and I'm hopefully going to entertain you by singing a lot. Because there's one of them that I know the theme song of, and I bugged the life out of my husband with it last night. So I'm going to do the same to you as well. So have we got anything? That's a very good point. A lot of the theme tunes from from the cartoons of our childhood, like the 80s, Mm -hmm. were either amazingly good or so awful that you're stuck in your head forever. You can probably still hear a few of them rattling around your brain right now. Yeah, definitely. Well, it doesn't help that me and Anth were up until three o'clock this morning watching the intros to 80s and 90s um, <laughs> cartoons because I needed some inspiration because as always I leave things to the last minute and I said to him I need a list for cartoons and he went I don't know why you've picked cartoons because I'm not a cartoon person at all um, and and was like right we'll have a look through some lists and we just ended up singing the majority of the songs because the songs were so 80s and so catchy it was it was good fun, but we lost nearly like a whole night doing it. Gotcha. Like I said, it sounds like a good night though, though, so I'm very jealous. It's not it's not the first time we've done this, by the way. <laughs> it happens it happens once once a year or something. We lose about we lose a good couple of hours of our lives just watching these intros. I wish that's that's another <laughs> good point. I wish I could actually use the like the actual intros to the, the cartoons in the podcast, but you know what YouTube's like will get shut down within a minute exactly <laughs> exactly you gotta be careful so you just have to rely on my singing so have we got anything to cover before we get into it yeah um just to go back on the topic that you that you started a few weeks ago like promoting oh. nerdy businesses which I, which I totally forgot to do last week sorry <laughs> i think we're going to introduce lots of little things here and there because um as we grow like i say we'll learn new yeah. things and, and like i say as the feedback comes as well so we'll try and entertain you and give you useful knowledge as well so a lot mm-hmm. of our listeners well, if you're listening you probably know about a few geeky shops so if you do know any as well get in touch let us let know, us know. Uh, comment email like say on the facebook group which is nerdy up north community or on instagram which is just nerdy up north which again is growing quite well so just to promote a shop i've used uh, quite a lot during lockdown as well it's called be more geek which is in Newcastle, just outside of Granger Market. There's also a shop in the Metro Centre, uh, just around the corner from Primark, and also a shop in... Oh, Mo- yeah. Um, it's only a little one in the Metro Centre, but it's quite quaint. But, um, oh, yes, I know where it is. It's got a giant spider in the window. Um, yeah, it used to, didn't it used to just be a Harry Potter shop, though? No, no, that's the, that big the big one, one over the road from Granger Games. This ah, is a, a right. shop. It's like up, upstairs, basically, when you go around where Build-A-Bear is, but above it. Yes, yes, I know. I know exactly where Build-A-Bear is because it's my <laughs> favourite shop. 
I suppose you'll be getting the Lord of the Ring range that they've, uh, they've just brought out. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm, uh, I'm already pre-ordering um, Gandalf. I was just talking to Vic about this the other day um, from the Girl Strikes Back, and she was like, she was she she really liked the Gandalf. I was like, I really like Frodo, but Frodo's not Frodo's not my hero in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like Frodo's not the hero oh, of it? that story. Oh. The hero is Sam, yeah. and I want a Sam. And then Anth I thought if I get Frodo, Anthel just do that annoying voice he does of his impression of Frodo all the time. So I'm, I'm pre-ordering that. The main point is I'm pre-ordering Gandalf. <laughs> and that's a good <laughs> as well. Um, I can say Vic is one of the, the nicest people I've met on, like, well, not met in person, like spoke to through She's social lovely. media. Uh, and again, if you don't follow her, follow her channel. Uh, the girl strikes back. She is hilarious and she loves her toys. Like, um, she she does. X Files to her, she, she goes nuts. So. <laughs> yeah, X Files and Lord, that's like, I think that's how we bonded was through Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. um, I just love the girl. I love her accent. She's mm -hmm. just so quirky. I just, oh, I, would, I just, I want to get her on this show. She wants to, we just need to find a good time because the girl is, she's just gone back to work recently. So she is very busy. Yes. But uh, yes, and uh, just to go back on Geek, Be More Geek, there is a, a store in New, uh, in the Metro, uh, not in the Metro, uh, in Middlesbrough, which I've not been to. Um, no, me but they have, like I say, I've dealt with them quite a lot. Um, I, like I say, with my pop collection, I do normally collect some, then trade them in as well, which they have me, give me good prices, and I've traded in for the, the NECA figures as well. Like uh, I've got all the Halloween, um, like I say, Scream. Um, Jason and uh, Leatherface, and I've got all the, the Turtle movie figures from there as well. And they've always <sighs> been even great. more jealous. <laughs> and they always do give us great deals. And the guy who runs it, I don't know his name, but uh, I've interacted him on Facebook and on uh, on Instagram when we've been doing deals. And he's always been really funny and, and friendly as well. And when you go in the shop, it's not where you go when you feel uncomfortable. But they do have mm. an amazing range, and like they do hard to get pops as well so the, like say where like say what the people call the grills so if you ever yeah. look for a hard to find pop get in touch with them and they will always find a way to find uh, to get the toy support them yes because there's another shop in newcastle which i'm not going to mention the name of don't you don't need to go do business with them basically use these guys because the nice the they come across lovely on their social media um the I know during lockdown, I think it was them who were doing their oh. they were doing their own deliveries. Yeah, don't look products. Yeah, they come on. They a lot of I, I know they a lot of businesses don't need to do that, but they went out of their way to like you know it, these these little figures do give a lot of joy to people, and they kind of understood that. <laughs> I really like them. I like them. Cool. Support so, yeah. them. So yes, so that's my little tidbit of the day for support local businesses. Support your local. <laughs> did you just big thumbs up? I looked down when you did. <laughs> yeah, I went all, I all awkward teenager on it and said yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll go to our main feature, which is as always our top five of a topic which one of us is chosen, and this was kind of a joint one because we are trying to like, like mix it up, spread things out, and make sure that we're not doing the same thing that we did the week before or. Kind of keeping it interesting, so we went with cartoons. Mm. Cartoons on the Facebook page is always quite a 
a popular topic. A lot of people do like to talk about them. Um, mm -hmm. The problem is, without being our age now, I, I probably haven't watched many of the cartoons that I watch, when I, even though I love them. And you try yeah. and, and I say, I love this cartoon. Mm -hmm. And I try and tell you why I love it. I'll be fucked. <laughs> yep. This is this is this is what I thought when I was writing the list out because I I picked it last night. I wrote it all down this morning, and I'm like, oh, hopefully I can hold a conversation about this. <laughs> I really do. Certainly. Hopefully I can. So, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah. Like I say, with my five, I went for the like pretty much the first five that came to me head as well, um, mm -hmm. which I'm quite surprised that they're not as old as I was expecting. Um, I was expecting to go really old because, like I say, I grew up with Cartoon Network and uh, when that first oh, got launched. Thank uh, you. <laughs> this is why you and my husband would get on very well because he was the same. So all the, all the shows on there I used to watch. But the first one I'm going for, this is probably the oldest one in my list, which, again, my dad will not speak to us because uh, he, he loves the very old ones. So mm -hmm. 1987 it was released. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ran for eight se uh, sorry, seven seasons. Uh-huh. Um, when it was released in the UK, they changed the name of it because they thought the name in America was too violent. And okay. there was four brothers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were green. So in yeah. the UK, we got the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, but everywhere else got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that wow. the, when they released it, they thought Ninja sounded too violent and scary <laughs> for kids. Even though they're carrying samurai, carrying no samurai swords, but they're carrying swords round, and yeah, yeah, I don't see the reasoning with that one. The UK, but mm. I didn't pick this one because I knew you would be. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was it, obsessed. This was my obsession as a kid. Like I loved the turtles. I remember, I didn't watch it from the first episode. I think actually, I just. When you know when you're just flicking through channels when you're a kid yeah. in your bedroom, and I think it was used to be on BBC One where you used to get all the, the cartoons they used to show at certain times. Like when you finish school, like half three till six o'clock, they used to have solid cartoons, and yeah. the Turtles was one of them. And it was one where, like I said, the big Technodrome came into view, and these turtles were trying to get into the Technodrome, and this little brain thing called Krang and Shredder and Rocksteady and Bebop were all there and it was just like the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen but the thing that catches you and keeps you as what we talked about before is the theme tune so as soon as that starts even thinking about turtles you can hear like teenage mutant hero turtles and it goes in about like Leonardo, Raphael, Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo and Splinter um, this was so bright as well the colours mm -hmm. It hadn't like I know we grew up in the 80s and everything was bright, but even then, this and it's hard to believe that such a vibrant and kid friendly thing come from quite an adult comic. So, I don't know if yeah. you've ever read the original Turtle comics, I did look into it, but they're very expensive. To really go back. expensive. Um, no, I've not, I've not read them, but if you watch The Toys That Made Us mm -hmm. on um, Netflix, yeah. they go into the whole back history of it. So interesting. Yes. So interesting. I take and how the two makers fell out and stuff. Like, like yeah, I, I, I love that that show. Um, but the elements of the show as well. Like, say it was like four brothers getting along, and each the each each of them had different personalities. Everyone had the favorite, and my favorite. Who was, was your favorite? 
was Michelangelo. Oh, he was mine too. He was assistant. We were talking. I asked Dan last night, and I was like, "Who was your favorite turtle?" And he went, um, "Oh, who was it? Raphael." He was like, "He's the coolest." And I went, "I'm so uh, I was like, "Michelangelo, that yeah. kid had his shit together." <laughs> and he was like, "What do you mean?" And I went, "Pizza." And yeah. then he went, "Ah, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Pizza <laughs> and partying." Yeah. My two favorite one was Michelangelo and Donatello. I didn't really like Raphael. I thought he, he had a bad attitude, but that was me being a teenage kid. Well, not even a teenage kid. <laughs> Younger than that. Yeah, it's, it's scary because a lot of people think the turtles came out in the nineties, but I think that's when they probably got introduced to the turtles more. Yeah. Like say, nineteen eighty-seven was when the cartoon actually did get released. Um, I know they did bring out a film which I absolutely loved, even though it's the cheesiest it. thing in the world. But I love it. What I couldn't uh, couldn't believe as well because I watched it recently. The, the the UK original cut was cut to pieces because um, of Michelangelo. Did you know this? No, I didn't. Because uh, at the time, the nunchucks was a banned weapon in the UK. <laughs> so the film couldn't show Michelangelo's nunchucks <laughs> in the film. So every time Michelangelo was using the nunchucks, it was cut out. And the bit where, you know, oh Shredder, Shredder and Splinter fight at the end of yeah. the spoilers. And, and Splinter <laughs> turns him around and he uses the nunchuck to grasp Shredder and he keeps him hanging mm -hmm. there for a while. But the original mm -hmm. cut, he just threw him over and he'd go, it doesn't hang. So if you watch it now, wow. it's a little bit of a different film. I think there was a good, I would say, 15 to 20 minutes of the film cut out wow. back in the day, back when, when we were kids. This, the, this, the Turtles was such a phenomenon. Like, if mm. you watch the toys that made us, that gives you the, the history of the creation. It does not give way to the gravity of how impactful this cartoon and the in the movies were because we didn't get it and I watched um I follow a girl who I'm friends with um Laura Legends on YouTube and she did she did a she just does a lot of she's a toy collector and nostalgia and she did a whole thing on the turtles musical show right. they did Okay. And it, it it's the creepiest thing you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's real life, them turtles from the films doing a, a, a rock concert. <laughs> it is the most surrealist thing you've ever seen, but that's how big it was. Like, it was yeah. huge. And it was impossible really to get did. the figures as well, because when the figures first came out, I think I managed to get my hands on a Donatello, but could I shout, get, get like a Michelangelo, Leonardo? Uh, like Dude, it's, it's 2020. But it's 2021 and we're still having the same issue with turtle figures. Like they bring out new lines and people are still having issues now getting the, the, them figures out and, and getting them. It's ridiculous. Like it's mind blowing how these four turtles have impacted since, since like the 80s, even today. <laughs> Crazy. Um, there's a rumour, well, not a rumour, it was announced, uh, I think it was about two or three weeks ago, that Seth Rogen's doing the reboot, the film. That does surprise me, so but I I'm very it, happy about that. I don't know if it's going to be cartoon or live action. I know the last attempts of live action weren't bad, but I don't think they're really... I didn't mind Yeah, I didn't Yeah, it didn't affect us, like, I didn't get triggered as much as I did when they'd done the Ghostbusters uh, reboot. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I've just thought of... Oh shit. Never mind. Move on. I'll get to it in a bit. I've just thought of one. 
God damn it. Uh, I think I know where you're about. Yeah, it was an honor. Uh, yeah, okay. Bastard. Right. <laughs> Sorry, back to the turtles. <laughs> yes, but yes. Um, I remember as well, I, I remember I, I posted this story in the Facebook page uh, today just because we're talking about things that we used to do to try and reenact things, things we watched as a kid. I was always the weird kid that likes to try and be, like say, do things like the pop culture or thing. And I had this brilliant idea one day that I was going to dress up like a turtle, but I didn't have the outfit. So I got my backpack, filled it up with so much shit to create a shell. Wow, I put a bandana around my head. It was just a, probably mm-hmm. a tie or something from my dad's cupboard. And I went outside holding two pencils and they were my size. Um, so mm-hmm. I was a turtle that day walking around the streets of Ripe. So yeah, so if you saw a little weird wow. kid walking around like, looking like he was going to start shit up, I really wasn't. I just was trying to be a turtle. That is awesome. I have, um, I, I come from a, a bit of a, I wouldn't say a big family, but like there was the 10 grandkids and we were every, like every day in the summer holidays, we were always together, always. Um, apart from my oldest cousin, because he was like, he's, he's the oldest cousin is the one who got me into everything. Mm-hmm. And because of him, like all of my nerdiness really does come from his, his childhood. Like I stole it. I literally hijacked his childhood because right. at the time there was only me and him with the two oldest and then the rest of them came along a few years later but in the summer we were always together turtles was always on the telly um because it was on like a breakfast tv thing like it was on at seven o'clock in the morning and with our parents all working parents they we got dropped off at our grandparents house Mm -hmm. put in front of the telly until it it was about eight about reasonable time to go outside and then we'd be outside all day and because my, my grandparents' house, which is literally like two seconds away from us, we used to have this massive tree. It was so old and it was so climbable. <laughs> so it had the perfect grooves to get into it. And it's not turtle related, but it was Power Rangers. Right. We used to, we were Power Rangers. <laughs> right, okay. And I convinced my cousin to, that he would be able to jump out of the tree like the putty men do in in the, in the in, <laughs> and he jumped out the tree and broke his arm and that was the last time we'll ever be able to climb the tree unsupervised with your cousins that, 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 <laughs> I know, and i was the oldest as well out of all of them but that's what we did like we would just be stuck in front of the telly watching cartoons until we were allowed to go outside hmm. which and that was wasn't that a was bad childhood <laughs> we used to oh my god no 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 <laughs> Like I, say, what we used to do, I remember like I say, one of my fondest memory of wealth of the turtles um, those who like I say, are from Sunderland in the northeast um, down Roker Beach this smugglers mm-hmm. pub um, and next to it oh. was always like a really run down arcade it's still there but yeah, I got it. in the turtles arcade game and I, oh, lived, right. down, I lived down Roker at the time so my mum during the summer holidays used to always just take us down Roker Beach that's when I got terrified of Jaws, going back to a previous podcast. <laughs> uh, but um, And I would spend, like, as me pocket money or, like I say, as much money I could get out of my mum trying to complete the Turtles game, uh, where you, like I say, it was just a side scroller, a bit like Street Fighter. But you used to pick the either, you could either, it could be four players, so you can get, if any kids around, you used to get them to join in and you used to fight B-Bob, Rocksteady. Uh, Rocksteady was the first boss, then it was B-Bob, and then, like, Shredder. 
Uh, I think Baxter Stockton was on as well, but he used to go through all the sewers. But no, it was absolutely brilliant. Wow. I'd say very fond memories of that half year as well. I always remember that, and this goes back to my weirdness of being able to remember feeling of things. I remember the handheld game. I'm sure someone put it on the group as well, or it might have been yeah. someone saw it on Instagram. Oh, like a, the handheld, like a green, green it was just a oblong thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, and it had two, con like at the bottom at the top, like yeah, circle yeah. controls and a couple of buttons. Here. I always remember that. Used to try and, and, to and dodge things and stuff as well. Yeah, and just fight my cousins to get off it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that's my first pick, the Teenage Mutant, and I'll give it its proper name now, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, Teenage Right, okay. So, um, oh, I might swap one out. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one you're going to pick now. <laughs> I can't because I've got nothing written on it, so I'm not going to. Right, we're going back to 1988. Right. It's British. Okay. I, up until last night, generally thought the, the person who did the voiceover leading into the intro song was Vincent Price. It was not. Right. Um, it was done by a company, Cosgrove Hall Films, which will mean nothing to us. <laughs> Fun fact about this cartoon, it's a spin-off of Danger Mouse. What? Yeah, spin-off huh? of Danger Mouse. It also falls into the nerd realm in a way because it was a monthly comic as well. Right, yeah. It's Count Duckula. Count Duckula. In the heart of Transylvania. I absolutely is a vegetarian vampire, which is right up my street given that I am vegan. Um, he's also voiced by the great David Jason. Yeah. And yes, it was a spin-off to Danger Mouse. Did not know that until today. I did not know that either. So how did it spin off from Danger Mouse? Uh, did, uh, did Do you think I read that part? Oh, I thought... I, li I literally sorry. thought <laughs> it was a spin-off to Danger Mouse. Because right. these are like... This is the conversation we're having earlier. Like, we... I, I'm not going to go out... I'm not going to go out and watch... This again, uh, yeah. I just remember being like a kid and absolutely. I think it was the David Jason aspect of it because yeah. David Jason was like huge in my house, like open all hours. The episodes of Porridge was in, and the obvious being Only Fools and Horses. Um, this is going to sound so, really strange about a cartoon, but I remember like later watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show and getting uh, Count Duckula vibes from, from, from that. Um, just because, like, say the character's in, like, the big chicken nanny. Well, yeah, cause, yeah, uh, uh -huh, cause, and, and then, then they look like them, don't they? Yeah, so that, I, that, I don't wonder if they actually used, like, I probably don't know if it was around at the same time, based characters from that. I know it's generalised horror icons as well, like the, the butler and stuff, as was uh, the, the guy that helped him when it was supposed to put blood in, but put ketchup in when he created yeah. Dugular <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like I say, all these adventures around, like say trying to be trying to be scary, but he end up being like say the nicest vampire ever, and then uh, the butler trying to turn him into being something more than he was. But uh, I remember that one. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, was it on ITV or something on the mornings? BBC, I think. BBC. But here's a here's a fun fact for you. 
Mm -hmm. So Count Dracula was created by a British studio, Cosgrove Hall Films, which I mentioned earlier, as a spin-off of Danger Mouse. doesn't explain the spin-off, but it just says that. In 1984, Nickelodeon acquired the, UK, the US broadcast rights to Danger Mouse, which became a hit for the channel. After a few years, Nickelodeon then bought out Cosgrove Hall. So they are, that is now Nickelodeon. Yeah. And um, apparently, oh, a new version... Apparently, a new version's already been done in 2015. Fuck off. Yeah, did not oh, know that. Gonna have to look that up. Did not know that. I picked it because the start because I, every time it comes on one of those lists we watch, yeah. I get like a little bit excited. It reminds us of it reminds us of living in the street I live in now because I, I yeah. didn't I didn't venture very far. Um, I, I'm literally two seconds away from the house I grew up in. Um, it reminds us of that house. It reminds us of my dad a lot. Yeah. My dad loves cartoons. Like, like my dad loves stop motion cartoons as well. And Trapdoor yeah. and Morph were like huge in our house. Um, and I'm sure this used to play around the same time Trapdoor was on. Mm -hmm. It's it's so, it's quintessential uh, British horror as well, though. That's the thing. A lot of the very horrors and yeah. stuff it has that kind of feel to it. Um, Which I've only I've only just started appreciating Hammer Horror now yeah. in in my thirties <clears throat> um, <laughs> because I didn't appreciate it as, as because it wasn't as glamorous as the Universal Horror yeah. and the Universal Monsters it didn't have that glamour to it but no. as I'm getting older I'm starting to see the realistic like side of it like and I do get what you mean by that it does have a, a like a Hammer vibe to it very tongue-in-cheek like doesn't take itself yeah. i know most cartoons now probably do take themselves too seriously but at, the, at that time like say with i, I, I can't explain it with really Huckley, I, I say the name and i'm smiling yeah exactly <laughs> that's, that's this is how i felt last night and how i yeah. had to put it on my list and um, because you cannot not it it takes you back to yeah. and it's not just it's not it's not like the thing you know how last week we we're talking with stand by me and how that like mm -hmm. took you back into your childhood and you something yeah. you know you, your little adventures you used to make for yourself mm -hmm. this was your home yeah. memories yeah this was being in the house sitting with your family eating uh -huh. watching cartoons laughing yeah yes uh-huh and i can like it when i picture it i can picture my old living room I can picture every bit of my old living room. Yeah. I it's love so stuff like crazy. this. Like, say, the songs that can do that, there's films, yeah. there's TV shows, but something as simple as a cartoon, that which as an adult, you don't really think about too much, but no. it can take you back within seconds. And probably, again, if, you, if you're listening, you're probably thinking of the same thing. If, you, if you're from our age range, I dare anyone to say that they haven't watched Count Dudley and enjoyed yeah. it. If you do, if you didn't, stop listening to us. Don't, don't like you. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Please listen. <laughs> Please like us. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just it, it made us smile. It 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 was like, like like a little warm feeling. I was yeah. like, I can't not put it on there because I'd be lying to myself that mm -hmm. I do really love this or loved this cartoon. Mm -hmm. So that's my number two pick, Count Ducula. Oh, good pick. There you go. And just to give you a point as well. And I was, my dad was telling us today that you won last last week's for trading places, so I can't argue. Boom! 
<laughs> High five to your dad. Right. So my next one again. It's I wouldn't say it's a modern one. It was come out in 1997. There was five seasons of it. All now, right. Um, with this one, it was during the whole MTV craze. So a lot of people were drawn to like the more edgier cartoons. Um, and this one was probably the opposite to the other one that was out at the time. Like, I didn't mind the other one, which was Beavis and Butthead. But to me, I couldn't, I, I didn't relate to it. I couldn't get away with it. And uh, this one, one of my best friends, like, um, she'll not listen to the podcast because she hates no pop culture anyway, but she reminds me of the main character of this so much, which was Daria. Oh, Daria. With, oh. So I was probably going through the teenage years at this point as well. So 1997 was just, what, like I say, what, what, a few years after us leaving school or um, a, a college. Whoa, calm, calm your tits, mate. We didn't start school in 99. Doing it? School? No. I, um, I, left, I left comprehensive school in 99 and yeah. started college. So you're, you're younger than me. I left yeah. in so I left 98. In so yeah, so I was just going to like 16 teenage years. Just like I forget you're a year older than I forget <laughs> that. Yeah, I do forget that we didn't we didn't meet on my first year of college. We met when I was my second year, which would have been your right. Yeah. Got yet. <laughs> See, old man here. That's fine. But um <laughs> growing up in Ryup uh, in Sunland, if anyone knows the place, it's it's not very well known for people who are alternative or have um like say <laughs> the the type of things I like. Like I say, as I said, I think I said in the podcast before. Some of my friends wanted to go away, go out on the weekend and steal cars. I wanted to go at the pitches, so that was the trade off. I would play football oh. with them or hang about with them. But when they'd start doing stuff like that, that was always my stopping point. I would always like revert to either watching TV or watching films. But this this TV show like was quite relate because Daria is quite moody. She's quite Saki and um, it's it's it was probably ahead of its time because I don't think it's as well known as a well it wasn't well known at the time but it was really I think it got popular as going like the artwork in it as well it was quite quirky and almost a little mm -hmm. bit realistic like say Daria and a friend Jane then with the two goths like not goths alternative people in the group that used to look down at people then you had the old Brittany Taylor, who was the, the bimbo cheerleader, who was just complete mental. And then, like I say, a boyfriend, Kevin, who was the quintessential jock, who just had no brains and all he wanted to do was smile and play football. But the big thing that I did influence as well, the music in it. Mm. Uh, it, it introduced us into so many different bands. And I'll just, like I say, because I've got a list of a few of the bands uh, that was on the show, like Beck was on. Um, Bloodhound Gang, um, <laughs> um, now, what, I'm trying to think of the name of it now, Blur, like see I know Blur was big in the UK but Blur, like Beetlebum was one of the songs and like one mm. of my favourite bands as well that I got introduced to was Soundgarden through, through Daria um, like oh, Chris cool. and like, stuff like that so that's why and, like say bands like the Beastie Boys, like say we weren't really hearing stuff like that mm -hmm. like, like well especially when I grew up like say and then that led into my like passion to other music, like I say, uh, Pearl Jam, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, just because it was the same type of age. 
and same type of like say feeling for this but that's why I, I quite enjoyed this like I can't really recall too many like things about the episodes in it if you went back and t- if you put a gun in my head and said explain an episode yeah. I couldn't I can explain mm-hmm. the characters and mm-hmm. how the characters like kind of interacted with each other and what I used to like about it and but the thing that stands out is, is the music because at yes. that time growing up where I did like my mum and dad like old style like Beatles um uh, I'm trying to maybe set a name that I probably shouldn't do like Michael Jackson uh, like say artists like that that's what was where I grew Dude, with. nothing wrong with putting his name out there one of the best if not the best live shows I've ever seen I saw him in his prime um history tour Sheffield 96 absolutely unreal do not be ashamed of saying his name <laughs> but um well like I said then get being introduced to that type of style of music was like eye-opening for me like say I know mm-hmm. Apes and Budhead done something similar with the music videos but I never quite liked the humour in Be- Beavis and Butthead it was too ju- juvenile and a See, bit... it's that, that I'm not a fan of Daria <laughs> because I didn't have um my dad refused point blank to get Sky Television right. um until you could record so we would have been waiting a hell of a long time for it because <laughs> that didn't come out until but I don't want to say fortune has it, but dad snapped his Achilles heel mm-hmm. and was off work for a very long time and um, recovering from it. And I think it was like the first year we moved into the house where the, my parents are now. Mm-hmm. And he, he was bored and he just got sky. <laughs> he gave in. But up until that point, I, like, that was like the early 2000s, we didn't have sky. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, it wasn't accessible to us. Um, yeah. But Beavis and Butthead were the cool thing to watch mm-hmm. so if i was at a friend's house that's what we'd be watching because then it would lead into music video like that's what they were they were mm-hmm. they were like the elvira of horror movies but leading into music videos <laughs> like they're just in their show was simply just introducing music videos mm-hmm. oh, cool. yeah but i think like the whole elements of like the beavis and butthead like i like the daria characters more i think i think i related mm-hmm. more to them than portfolio TP for my bum hole uh, with Beavis and Butthead. I think I would, <laughs> but I think I would now. Like yeah. if I would, if I was to watch it now, I would totally relate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Beavis and Butthead film is so funny. It's <laughs> proper ridiculous humour. It's it's so funny. I don't think it's a film I've ever finished as well. So I don't think <laughs> Just I, I, hilarious. I don't think it's for me. <laughs> Well, yes. Um, again, it's one of them cartoons I, I can't really talk too much about, but I know I yeah. love it. Um, yeah. I've even got a Funko Pop of Daria somewhere. If it's not in here, I think it's in one of the other rooms. But um, yeah, but every time I see her, and like, when I think it, it just reminds us of like seeing my good friend Carrie. Um, she, like I say, if, if I put a picture up now, you would just think Daria. We'll <laughs> 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 probably hear this. Oh, that's class. Oh, um, no, that's class. Like I, I get it. It's these lists are hard to talk about. They because it isn't something like apart from one that's on my list. I've not seen the rest for years. Yeah. Like years, and I chose these ones purposely because of how I felt when I saw them on when I was watching them lists last night. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that it's. That's a good one. And Dari is a good one. I never watched it. Um, I'd obviously know of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think I would have watched it? 
But like say it's one that I've revisited it um like say a few years ago and it, it's one that does hold up. You know, we watch a lot of these things that we hold mm. in higher regards from when, from our childhood and some of them are a bit of a letdown. But Daria still holds up. Yeah, some of the things and tones are a little bit behind the times, but again, yeah. it's still still watchable. I would certainly recommend uh, watching it now. I think it's on uh, like this, it's on on demand on Sky, so it's, it I is easy to pick it, up. Watch a few, I might watch a couple episodes and see what it's like. At least to say, in my lifetime, I have watched Daria, but it was off the back of the um, the grunge scene in America as well, yeah. so there would have been. Because like what was the grunge scene was like ninety four to the end of the nineties or something? Yeah. Or did grunge die when Cobain died? Like we'll not go there because I'll probably start upsetting people. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have upset people with my Michael Jackson comment. That's I'm right. very sorry I, if I, I have another I, name as well, like the Gary Glitter one. But I was getting out. Yeah. Like, I think when it comes to Michael Jackson, you can as a performer, you can't like. You can't just not not fault him, but in his personal life, everyone's going to have like a completely different opinion from everyone else. And what I meant was, as a performer, you should be able to say his name. But him, Gary Glitter, no. That's a thing. I see. It's a, that's another discussion for another day. What, like, just because a person's actions does then does that mean you, their artwork is then tainted, or you can't go back to it? Yeah, yeah. we've we've been we've been through this. We've been through this with um with Miramax. Mm-hmm. And the Harvey Weinstein thing, yeah. and you know, should should one person, mm-hmm. um, should one person's actions completely taint what you are watching? And me and Anthony will always say, not not at all. Yeah. One person does not discredit the hard work that everybody else put into that. Same with Buffy. I can see Josh Whedon at the moment as well. Like, say, yeah. Buffy and thinking what might have went on behind the scenes, but again. We, we weren't there, so we won't ever know. Exactly, you can, you can only, there's only, exactly, you can have an opinion on it, but mm. does it take away from what you watched? For me, no, not at all, because there's more people than that one person mm-hmm. turning that wheel. Yeah. Does that make sense? That took a bit of a dark turn from Daria. <laughs> to... <laughs> Daria is a dark, dark, dark like, it was quite, Does that quite what dark. she do? Does she bring the darkness out? It's a bit, uh, it's a bit like doom and gloom, but. Um, there, there is a lot of adult uh, themes in in Daria, so yeah, I would always, uh, I think I would went the right way with that. I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so we went from the brightness to, brightness. So to, to the darkness. To the darkness, so yes. So, <laughs> the first two. So, uh, right, okay. So, Monarch's one is from, it ran from 1985 to 1992. Mm-hmm. It's actually, and I didn't know this until today. Um, obviously, but I was doing my research, that it is Canadian. Right. Um, but it was shown on a Saturday morning, I believe, Go Live or Go Kicking or Go Something, to what used to be on a Saturday morning. That's Schofield and a Go Frog. Yeah. It was, it was originally broadcast in Canada and America on CBS, and it's created by Kevin Gillis. You have no idea what it is, but this guy is... The, the main character is my hero my life was completely dictated around how his life went and it's the raccoons <laughs> the raccoons oh, first raccoon, raccoon has a lot to answer for when it comes to my upbringing <laughs> there was a very long time in my life where i i mean this <laughs> if you know me personally 
you know I have a very weird eating habit to start with. It was even worse as a child. It really was. Um, my eating habits are for a discussion for another time because they are absolutely horrendous for being 38 year old. I still eat like a child. Um, I'm not 38, I'm 37, sorry. <laughs> but Bert was obsessed with peanut butter sandwiches. Right, yes. So guess what? So you're obsessed. So was I. Yes. So was I. And um, my, if you ask me what my last meal would be before execute, before I got executed, it would be a peanut butter sandwich because that, that was what I lived off because Bert lived off it. Like he was everything to us. And yeah, he has a lot to answer for. But yeah, it's the raccoons. How many seasons did that run for? Because in my opinion, um, it didn't run for that long. But when you see the time. Yeah, 1985 to 1992. So. Um, it didn't actually give you a series, did it? Or did I not look at it? Um, it has, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, and it was addictive, like really, for me anyway. Like, I think it was the first thing, like a proper ever, like, possibly outside of what my cousin was into yeah and obviously ghostbusters was this was like the first thing i kind of nerded out over yeah even though you couldn't you know there was nothing you just had visual to go off i think i used to record the opening so i could listen because oh, the opening I, used to I, make I, us cry and yeah i used to like that. um just check i think there's five seasons of it and there five. was 60 episodes made Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for a cartoon. And he's the mind, mind blow of the day. Mm -hmm. It's been rebooted. Oh, and it's coming no. out this year. And no. it's coming out this year. Oh, that's one of the ones I, I see. That's, as you said, the raccoons I used to love. Um, again, the things that stand out to me, that it had the most interesting bad guy, which was Cyril Sneer. Um, mm -hmm. And his son was... Do you know... Do you know Sir, um, Cedric. Cedric, yeah. I used to like Cedric, but I used to... I Cedric was a nerd? Yeah. I used to have trouble, because like, when you watched as a kid, I didn't quite get what they were meant to be, because I, I, I didn't... like When you look at them, they're the weirdest creatures when you think of them. But, Especially how pink he is, but yeah. <laughs> because he is really pink. Mm. Um, but he is, and I saw this earlier because I wasn't too sure myself, but... Oh my god, the pigs! I've just remembered about the yeah. pigs. There were pigs. Um, yeah, I looked it up when I got a little bit older because I was. I never. I thought they were like anteaters or something like that. Because with the he's an advocate. I can't say this. Aardvark. He's an aardvark. Yeah. He's a very pink aardvark. But um, <laughs> oh, it was so bizarre. But like, because it was it was the raccoons. It was like nature versus corporation, though, wasn't it? That was the premise yeah. behind the the show. The raccoons lived in the little tree houses and wanted things to do uh, same. I loved the family because um, there was Bert and what was the... the Ralph and Melissa. Yes. Ralph and um, Melissa raccoon. Mm -hmm. but they, and they, they had a large chief dog. Yeah. Oh, the dog. I forgot all about the dog. The dog. The dog. The dog. Oh. Schaefer. Schaefer was the dog. Yeah, it was it was a Saturday morning. Like I had to get up every Saturday morning. Like I had to be awake for this to be on. Um, when I learned how to use a VCR, I used to record every episode, and I was allowed one tape just to keep re-recording all. I just I absolutely loved it. This was a time when I was actually an only child as well, so I got away with a lot. <laughs> 
kids, kids these days are spoiled a little bit for choice because they've got all these different like channels for cartoons, like Nickelodeon yeah. has one channel now. Back in the day, we only used to have like af- afternoon after finishing school, used to have a little tiny time spot on the BBC where you used mm-hmm. to have cartoons, and then ITV used to do the arty shows like uh, Art Attack. <laughs> Uh, and zap and stuff like that. Bleh. I um, hate programs like that, and I hate Blue Peter. Can it stand arty farty stuff? Because these hands don't <laughs> do art. I was always a little bit more creative, so I didn't mind it as well. Um, but yeah, you draw, don't you? A <laughs> little bit. I don't. Much as I I, I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I used to hate art programs, apart from. Um, Oh, it's probably another name we should mention more. Because <laughs> he used to show cartoons, but he used to do art as well. My God, these people have ruined it. <laughs> childhood. Can you see what it is? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes. Um, and but Saturday mornings, as you said, used to get up. Like probably our parents hated us for it. We used to get up as early oh, as God, we can. probably did. Because all the cartoons used to start as soon as busy. Because. Believe it or not, kids, if you're listening now, some of the channels had times where they used to start. Channel 4 never used to start till 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm, it didn't mm-hmm. used to go all the way through the night, so you had to wait till 7 o'clock started and BBC started. Start. For... And if the BBC used to have that girl on it, didn't it? Yeah, with, with, the the, with, the, and with the creepy clown. Yeah, yeah, and then it used to come on. Wasn't it like 7 o'clock in the morning or something? That um, Was it Go Live? With the oh, there, there, was those, there was uh, Go Live, there was um, I know the Live and Kicking. Live and Kicking was one, and uh, that was with Sarah, uh, Ghost Watch, what you call Sarah Green. Sarah Green. Um, but they had, like I say, they had the Chuckle Brothers that used to do it as well, and Simon, Simon and Swing used to do like weird. They're stuff. a bit, yeah, they're a bit older, them ones, aren't they, though? Mm-hmm. And then you had, um, Oh, there was so many of them, I can't think. But Philip Schofield and Gordon McGofer. Yeah. And Andy Peters as well. Andy Peters. Had... Yes, Andy Peters. Yeah, going back. But no, oh my God, and Timmy Mallet. Oh, it's a itty weeny teeny weeny. <laughs> <laughs> Mallet's Mallet. But yeah, you used to like have all these cartoons that used to fit on through the day. And again, one of the cartoons I'm going to speak about is was I was introduced on one of their oh, TV shows. But um, used to watch all this type of shite just to get to the cartoons. But yeah. now it, everything's so accept, accessible through like on demand. Uh, mm-hmm. I say their own individual channels. Like you could probably t- type in a Google now, or even type in the um, like Sky Watch Turtles, and you watch now. We couldn't do that. I just no. said we, we had, had to wait. Up. We had to either buy the videotapes or record them off TV. Uh, sit there on the thing, waiting for the press to record button, then jump back to try and watch it. Yeah. But yeah, the raccoons, is, like, it's not one I can really talk a lot about because I can't remember the majority of, I just always remember that Bert Raccoon was everything to us and I don't want to say my eating habits are blamed on him, but the peanut butter side of it definitely is. Yeah, it was like, a fun one. Like I say, it was a fun cartoon. I used to enjoy that. Like I say, it was always... Again, very colourful, um, mm-hmm. and they always used to have a like as the cartoons during the eighties used to have used to have a message in 
be good, be like be better with the planet and stuff like that. Not uh, not pollute and stuff. I think that was always like the big things with with the rocket. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was wasn't it? It was corporation versus um, mm -hmm. uh, what's the word I want to look for? Because <laughs> not tree huggers, but they were more environmentally <laughs> friendly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, environmental activists, shall we say? <laughs> yes, yes, but yeah, that was my pick, the raccoons. So I'll go with, so it's my number three now. So again, mm -hmm. I'm going for a quite a modern one. So um, this is quite an adult cartoon as well. Mm. It was started in 2013. Okay, it's not mine. Right, okay. So um. as you know with me, I am a huge Back to the Future fan. Mm -hmm. And basically this cartoon is pretty much a send up of what would happen if Back to the Future like, and the doc was a dick. Uh, it's Rick and Morty. Oh my god, right. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> okay. I didn't know where you were going. And then I was like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm there. I've tried with this one. I tried. Carolyn loves it. Carolyn's done a lot of work um, for Rick and Morty, and I just can't get into it. I'm sorry. No, it's one of them things. I think Rick and Morty is quite Marmite because it, it, it pushes a lot of boundaries. But mm -hmm. it, again, it's very self-aware as well. Like when they do, yeah. um, like the episode where they just fill with loads of different clips of different things, they know they're doing it and they take the piss out of it as well. And uh, they take yeah. themselves quite a lot. And the characters are really interesting. The guy, like Rick, Rick Sanchez, uh, is just he, he is like if Doc Brown went crazy and uh, decided he, he wanted to fuck the world up, and he, he could because. He's created all these good crazy inventions and he hates being told what to do. He hates authority. So he just keeps on creating havoc. And you've got Morty's little sidekick who's just this whiny little, um, <laughs> not I wouldn't say Marty McFly, but well, he wants to be, he'll want to be because he's not as cool as Marty McFly. But uh, he, and there's such, it's like a family dynamic, dynamic to it as well, which is so dysfunctional. It's like he's got his daughter, um which is trying to not live in the in, like trying to move on from her dad but she's grown mm. into her dad um and got his, uh, which i'm trying to think of his name now it's um beth beth smith sorry um which like i said always made jokes such as a horse doctor because she couldn't become a real doctor and stuff so it's like <laughs> up a low blows thing and you've got uh jerry uh, her husband who is just an the ultimate loser um, but he's kind of looked in with his family and this wife who like, basically look after him and um, he gets downtrodden to the point where you sometimes feel sorry for him sometimes you, you, you fucking hate Jerry but he always <laughs> makes you laugh um, but like the whole dynamic between Rick Sanchez and his family you don't ever know if he actually does care about them uh, Yeah, kill off characters and bring them back because there's an infinite because it's basically all there with time travel and uh, mm -hmm. portals as well. So on one world, uh, basically they destroy the w world so much that it's go, okay, go to a world where Rick and, uh, Rick and Morty dies and basically takes over their lives and it just lives from them. But it always does callbacks. Like I said, the continuity through this show is mm -hmm. brilliant. Like if something happens, they'll call back to it later on and they never kind of miss a beat. And they always do groundwork as well for future series. 
like they've been hinting at now. Like there's a episode where it's like an evil Morty, and wow, you don't know like where it's going. It just hints at him every so often, and um, every season, like say, even they'll go for a full season and not mention him, but like then the next season there'll be a little hint or they'll bring in an episode. It's so well done, and again. If you like pop culture and films, again, I said mm-hmm. it's not for everyone because I do take it to the degree where it can be quite, not I wouldn't say insulting, but where it's, I'm trying to think of the right word, where it's, the taste levels do vary to the point where you think, oh, that's a bit much, that's too yeah. far. Um, I a lot of South Park used to do a type thing. Where, See, I don't have any, I don't have any filter when it comes to programming. There's... <laughs> I don't. I don't look at. I don't watch something and think, "Oh, that's a bit distasteful," and I'm not yeah. going to watch it because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not explaining myself properly. I <laughs> no, no. Just, um, it's like easily offended by by. Something. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. That's it. I'm not easily offended. Just with Rick and Morty, it's a. At this point now, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's been going for a couple of seasons. So it is, it's a commitment that I'm not willing to jump into quite yet because I've just done a new commitment to a program I've put off for years. Um, so I don't think I'm, I'm ready to... I've started The Sopranos, basically. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you, you've got a few, it's, it's one of them things. That some of the episodes are brilliant. Some of the episodes tell the story, but stick with The Sopranos. It, it, the journey's worth it. Trust us. Yeah, my sister said the same thing. But when it comes to Rick and Morty, um, I, I tried with the first season, and I think they were only—I don't know where they're at now—but season four is where they were—they were just starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, uh, it's only three series, and couldn't get past the first one. But some just of the seasons now—they're only sh- they're only doing short seasons. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a full where where America goes batshit crazy and gives you twenty-four episodes. It's only like wow, they do do a lot, don't they? Yeah, well. It's it's kind of like a UK thing where it's only giving you like five or six episodes or eight at the max, um. So it's not it's a hard a thing to jump out, jump in and out on. But again, um, I would always recommend it because it's fun, and mm-hmm. um, like I say, the characters always bring in interesting characters. Um, like one of the Rick's oldest friends is like bird person, bird a bird person who then turns into phoenix person due to, uh, <laughs> due to what happens and stuff. But like even like um, the Do It Justice League type type of uh, episode, which I can't remember the name. And uh, Rick Sanchez, the day before they go to this big battle, is pissed off because um, he thinks he's better than the whole league. So he he basically sets this trap for them, where he's already dive, took away all the problems and just making them know that they're mm-hmm. useless and worthless. So it's it's so it it's dark at times, but also like there's a bit where like it makes you laugh as well. But like the good bits in it where Marty Morty has a takes home a sex robot, and the making mm-hmm. joke that he's upstairs banging this sex robot for so long, but then the robot produces a baby, and it's like half Morty. <laughs> it sounds half, like it should. Half. This sounds like it should be right up my street. <laughs> like that. That sounds like my kind of humor. I just. I don't, the last time I fully committed, and it's not on my list, so I'm happy mentioning it, and I don't know why it's not on my list, um, because I do really like it. The last time I, I watched something with that kind of series was, was Bob's Burgers. Right, yeah. And it's and I'm good, I'm, now I'm starting to think of things, like <laughs> I would have put Bob's Burgers on there, but I didn't, because 
the ones that I wanted to put on, I thought were more important. And now that I'm looking back, it doesn't really, no, I should have put that on. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the thing that's the problem with having so a, <laughs> but this is, this is what I always find quite funny because people always think, oh, top fives are so easy to do. Fuck no, they're not. Because oh like, we've done on the Facebook group many a times, pick a top five, and people complaining, can I not pick a top ten? Can I not no. give it? No. It's simple rules. You've got to pick them. And But for us, it's easy picking the top five. We've then got to explain why. Yes. And exactly. That, and that's the way I was describing it. My mom here, she was like, well, why can't you just pick top fives? Like, it, it takes thinking, because like, we like to talk. As you can probably tell during our podcast, we can talk, but... It has to be about a subject matter that we actually give a shit about. Otherwise, so that we can hold. Yeah, if you can't hold a conversation with it, then what's the point? Yeah, and it's not. And hopefully, and it, hopefully, it does come across for the people that listen to that as well. But yes, so Rick and Morty <laughs> uh, in, in my Good top choice. five, just because it's something I'm watching now, and it's something I would watch over and over, and I've never been bored of it yet. And if there's not, and as touch wood, there's not been a bad episode. Well. I will give it another try. Like I say, I never thought it was bad. It was just a commitment thing that I just, I just, I'm very, I can start things mm-hmm. and then, and stop watching them in an instant and then go on to something else. I'm, I'm ridiculous. The only thing I can't do that with is books. Yeah. If I've committed to a book, I have to finish said mm-hmm. book and then move on to the next one. But with TV series, I can stop and start them throughout. Like I can just, stop that one and then go to another one stop that one and i'm ridiculous for it my netflix um page is a mess because it's got loads of, continue watching mm-hmm. there's loads of them i'm ridiculous for it we'll move on to my next one yes. this is um this is from 1985 mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and i laughed when <laughs> when i found out who did it because I don't, I think it's pronounced D-I-C entertainers, not dick entertainers. <laughs> That's going to the level of your room, all right. We're all sophisticated now, yeah. Uh, they started, and I didn't know this until today. I, I knew some of it, just not the first part. I, they started as a greeting card for a company called American Greetings. Right. And then in 1983, they became plush teddies. Mm-hmm. And then in 1985, it got its first cartoon, car, first cartoon series to then at the end of 1985, get its first feature film. Feature film? Ah, it's the Care Bears. Care Bear, oh, okay. See, the Care Bears always makes us cry, though. The Care Bears always Why? Make, I don't know. I, when I was a kid, I used to cry at that film. It used to make us cry. Which one? The, the one with the book? The one where, yes, the book was scary. It's terrifying, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that might make me cry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched it. My dad used to put it on. And I said, I said I, I'm not sure to say it. Yeah, it made us cry. <laughs> oh. Well, I was annoying Ant last night with the, um, the song. Yeah, <laughs> it was the, I'd be like, fun shine and make the sun shine and have a heart like Camilla. I'd be like, wish bear, and I would be there. I'd be the luckiest bears in Carolot. Um, <laughs> I've, I've never watched the TV show, but I watched that film. That film, I'd say, when it starts out, the young magician uh, kid, the little bratty little bastard of a kid who, yeah. yeah, goes a bit too far, and then the book comes alive, and oh, brilliant, so yes. good. 
but they were, yeah, this, this is still ongoing today. There is no time end on Care Bears because they have comic books, they have figures, they have cartoons. Even now they have, um, they even had a video game at some point. You know, they, this is just an ongoing franchise that started in 85 because of a greeting card. That blew my mind. Really, well, I, I knew the, the bit. There'll probably be like safe conventions just for people to dress up like uh, Care Bears. Like I'd like to do. There is for my little pony. Uh, what's it called brawny con? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Have you ever watched a brawny? Yeah, do a review on do a review on a My Little Pony comic. It is hilarious. It <laughs> is so funny. I think they forget who these are aimed at because yeah. they take it so seriously. I remember. I don't think comic. I think comic book comic men. Book men. When they done yeah. a, a brawny convention, that was hilarious. And when they got dressed up and how serious the people were taking, even though they were taking the piss, um, yeah, people like what they like. I, 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 I who am I to judge? But oh just, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just find it funny when they're, they're ripping the piece of comic book that is created yeah. for little children. Yeah. Um, but Care Bears was special because I, I started my love of Care Bears because I got a care a lot, teddy right. bear, which was part of the um, El Rue incident of, I want to say 86, where it got burnt in a fire because okay. my mum decided to dry it. It was the El Rue incident. Right. El Rue and care a lot were on the same thingy and they both got scorched, but care a lot was with us for quite a few years and then all of a sudden just disappeared and I think on my 28th birthday and thought this one. I'm trying to think as well because there was a lot of different ones. There was Lucky Bear, I remember that was the green one with the like the pot and poles, wasn't it? Uh, or the, 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 no, the leaf, the, the four-leaf clover. Four-leaf uh, clover. I had figures as well. I had yeah. Care Bear hard plastic figures mm. are about Big, um, I think they were well made, them ones as well, from I remember as well, they were yeah. quite well made because they weren't cheap, them ones, I think. No, they weren't, and I had quite a few in it because they all had like a wisp of hair. Yes. Everything else was like solid plastic. Because I um, remember, so not to go off the TV show, but going back to the film, because that was when they introduced not just the Care Bears, but the other, other animals to them. Whether it was the, the lion, cousins. Yeah, the cousins, the lion. Lion heart. Uh, Lion heart shit. because <laughs> um, they were the cousins were in the forest of feelings. Um, <laughs> oh, it feels like we're like say they were given us psychologists when we were kids. Stuff. Yeah. This is how you deal with your feelings with this bear. Yeah, you kids look at the care bears. We're going to teach her a lot. Yeah. Um, oh. But rainy, rainy cloud was it? What, what was the rainy? Yeah, the rainy cloud. Was it rainy cloud You always had like a. Yeah, he also had a rain cloud over his head. I don't know if I'm getting that name right, but uh, I really love the Care Bears. I love annoying my husband with the song of it. Um, it was just, it was magical. Like that's the best way to describe yeah. them. They were magical. Um, I'm trying to comment as well. The artwork was done really well. Not many cartoons you can see. Are yeah, drawn well, but I, like I'll give Care Bears a due. Like, like I said, the artwork was fantastic on a lot of the things right. I saw with that. Um, I don't like how they look nowadays, but I don't like how cartoons have translated over to mm. nowadays. Um, we were in, I was at the cinema the other day, and a trailer for uh, the Dog Tanyan. Remember Dog Tanyan? 
Um, they, they brought out a new Dogtanian musketeers film, and the animation of it was so weird. Like it, yeah, it's not. It just I was like, it, that's just not how I remember stuff. And no. I know they cater into children nowadays, and not thirty-seven-year-old <laughs> women, but still, it just didn't look right. <laughs> I think they're doing it well a lot for these days because um, I think someone posted the that they brought a Rugrats remake, but they've done it in like three D, like CGI. Um, he was called Grumpy Bear, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. That's fine, but um, a lot of the things I know, I don't want to say people have run out of ideas now, but I think a lot of the ideas when we had when we were younger were absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. So I can understand trying to recreate that, but sometimes it, it just leave things alone. Yes. Uh, don't but, touch the Care Bears because they're absolutely perfect. I actually have a list of their names here, by the way. Um, you got Tender Heart. Right. It was the brown one with the red heart in the middle. Oh, right. so um, was, was, it, was, was that the leader, was it? Or was that the one that you said? Yeah, he was the, they, I think he was the leader. Um, mm. Then you've got Chia Bear, who was the one who had the rainbow in the stomach. And then Wish Bear, mm-hmm. who was pale green um, with a yellow, with a, a yellow, <laughs> with a star <laughs> shooting across. Then you got Grumpy Bear, Champ Bear, Harmony Bear, Birthday Bear. Now, Birthday Bear I had as a figure. Actually, I had the majority of them as a figure, but I always remember Birthday Bear because mm-hmm. it was bright yellow. I think it was because I didn't have Funshine Bear that was right, and Funshine's, them two are the only ones that are yellow, and it probably stood out. Um, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> That's me. And then you've got Love A Lot, who I had, um, Good Luck Bear, Friend Bear, Daydream Bear, Grams Bear. Grams Bear. Grams Bear? Can't remember that one. And so like something that you'll get in the streets, so but they will not go there. It's it's got a like a, it's got an herb on its belly. <laughs> oh dear. That's what it looks like. Um and bedtime bear and secret bear, but the cousins were they were introduced in the film. Yeah. Um but not in the TV show until like later on. But even like going on Google now and just typing in care bears, the amount of stuff that you can buy is Unreal, <laughs> like it's yeah. still going today. Yeah, they brought out a fungal range last year where you could get like all the care bears and fungal pops. I would only want care a lot. I would only want the one that I had as a, as a plushy toy because care a lot came everywhere with us. Well, you never know, you might get one for Christmas, pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my pick care bears. It was special, it was magical, it was. It was uplifting. There was nothing sad about it. Um, and if there ever was, the Care Bears sorted it out. They always sorted it out. The and film is Care Bears Stare. Care Bears Stare. Um, the film is fantastic. Even today, I would recommend going watching it because it will bring back so... Don't you shake your head. So Scary. many men. It is a bit... <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, it was at the time a bit scary, but that book, like... I got... Even as like a child, I've, I've said this quite a few times on this podcast, I do gravitate towards the darker side of life. True, true, true. And that book mesmerized me. Like, yeah. I wanted to be that book. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care things. if I was ahead in a book. <laughs> yeah, there's a few things that disturbed us a little as a child. Like, so the Care Bears film scared us. Watership Down, still, I still can't watch to this day. Because, mm-hmm. no, 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 no,
um, the land before time disturbed us as a kid as well. Yeah. We actually have a copy of Land Before Time and a DVD that's still in its cellophane wrapper because I can't bring myself to do that to myself again. I am a very sensitive person. Like I'm far too sensitive for my own good. Mm-hmm. I can't watch programs that have got animals in. So at poor ants can't watch anything. Anything like you know when then David Attenborough brings out a new series, everyone's talking about it. I can't watch it because I can't physically watch them. I will be depressed for days upon days afterwards because of the effect it has on us. I can't do films that have animals in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not going to do a top t- top five favourite animal films? <laughs> no, because I won't have one. I will not have one. I cannot watch them. They, all dogs go to heaven really messed me up. And oh, I love that. Really messed me up. Had to be physically removed from the cinema because I was sobbing so much. I can't do anything to do with animals. I am far too sensitive and cannot do. So do I have any that had animals in apart from the raccoons? <laughs> <laughs> they were, the raccoons were very different because yeah. um, I'm no, trying to make a certain good excuse. They were, more, they were more like people rather than animals. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm, I just can't do animals. I'm too sensitive. Cool. Land Before Time and, and All Dogs Go to Heaven just mess me up. Are you happy for me to go up to my next pick? Then? I am very happy to finish off my Care Bear one. You go. Good choice, though. You're doing well with that one. I'm going to next pick on that one. So, um, just going to move on to this one because pretty much you, you mentioned it. Uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh my God, did I? Sorry. It's, no, it's fine. Oh, well, at um, least I get a chance to talk about it. I love Bob's Burgers. This is, to me, I know there's a lot of cartoons out there. This is probably the most relatable cartoon, I think. I've seen yeah. in a long time because that family is amazing. I, I every them. single one of the characters, like there's there's not an annoying thing about them. Like even though the puppies do irritate each other, but each one of them has personality traits that you can see in other people as well. I can say I love Bob, even though like say because um, it was very close between this and Archer. I love Archer, but I think Archer's went downhill. A lot lately. Watched that one. Uh, but Bob's Burgers is just getting better and better. And like I say, Linda, I absolutely love. I Linda, find I love Linda. Hilarious. Like I say, I, I, I see many people like I say I hang about with. Uh, like Linda, when she gets excited, and just gets sidetracked by shiny objects. Uh, anything. And like the kids, the kids are absolutely. Lu- Louise, Lu- Louise is my favourite because yes. she's just the do not give a shit attitude. Like I yeah. love her. But Tina, just on the, a weirdness level, like, I get it. <laughs> and, and Jean, Jean is just, a, I would say a ball of fun, a ball of energy. And like, when you watch them, like, I dare anyone not to find something that you laugh at or you find uh, something that, I, that you do relate to as well in it. I think Jean works because Louise is there. Yeah. Like him and Louise just completely bounce off each other, and there's not a lot of scenes when them two are not in it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and them two work so well. I love the dynamic between the two of them. Yep. Um, I love I love Linda's sister. Like, yes, she is <laughs> a crazy, crazy cat woman that is a complete life mess for anything. Um, love her. Yes, but even like say the um, the modern Teddy who like say Bob's um, Teddy. things. 
I saw for you, like Teddy is just starved of attention and wanting like to be Bob's uh, best friend or even sometimes more than best friend at times. It's <laughs> but what I love about it as well, not many shows or cartoons uh, do this. They do an annual Halloween episode. Yes, they do. And it's they do. Fun. It's and brilliant. I used to love cartoons. I did that as a kid, or when, like, say, when you used to go to get home from on on Halloween, and all the networks used to do Halloween programs and Halloween shows. Not many places do it these days. Like I know like, Roseanne was a big one back in the day. I was just about to say, Roseanne always did a Halloween episode and they were fantastic. You could go into the into Roseanne's archive and just pick out the Halloween ones and watch them because they're so good. But the Simpsons are exactly the same. I don't know if I'm going to ruin that one for you and all, but the Simpsons do a really good Halloween uh, episode. Bob's Simpsons, Burgers do. Yeah. Brilliant. Sim Simpsons not on my list, just simply. No, not on mine either. Um, of how poor it's got now. I think that's a show that should have ended ten years ago. But again, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as like I, I actually when they were on Disney Plus, I sat and watched them from the beginning, and it did feel like a nostalgia feel because I remember when it first came out. Like I, rem I remember it was huge at the time. Um, and the promotional work around it was massive, especially over here, because it was the first big US cartoon that was being imported over to us. Mm -hmm. um, it was, oh, it, I love the beginning part of it, but yeah. Bob's Burgers, I, what, we're on season 10 now? Like, oh, I, 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 see, I'm watching it now on um, a <coughs> touchy stream, because um, it, it's out in America at the moment, like the new season. What, season 11? believe so yes um, Ooh, well, I I it, yes, I'm near the end of season 11 now um, but again it's just hilarious like some of the things that they do get into it but it's not to the extreme but they take again mm. with us being film, film buffs they take film episodes and stuff and do it very very well like Smiley like the whole episode I love one of my favourites is when the kids decide to, they're going to win the uh, the go-karts at, yeah. at the arcade and they need to rig the machines and it's almost like a Ocean's Eleven-esque episode <laughs> where they all got their own roles to play but then there's a twist at the end where they don't win the go-kart, they win the Woodley Mallet, um, which is just hilariously well done. Um, there's an episode where Bob gets obsessed with uh, a computer game because the boss or Jimmy Pesto writes Bob Sucks on this arcade game. His hands get all messed up, don't they? And he gets like a claw and he gets all hyped up on his pain meds and stuff, which is just hilarious. And Bob is he's just such a nice guy who uh, is trying his best but doesn't get the breaks where what he probably deserves. And yeah. everything in it just I don't know, it's got a homely feel to it. I, yeah. It's so relatable on so many levels. I want, I want, I want to go to their burger place, um, yeah. even though I know Fine Wally would not cater for me because <laughs> I know Bob wouldn't Bob wouldn't do a vegan option. That's just not in him. Um, but I do, I want to go to the diner. I want to meet Linda. Like, Linda is just, the noises that comes out of her is ridiculous and to know that they're all done by a man as well is crazy yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind that that's a dude doing that voice it is so well done um it's the murder mystery oh, she does. oh it absolutely gets us when she's literally made get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I think it's, oh yeah but 
Yeah. And then she thinks she's a psychic and she just yeah. keeps going. <laughs> I think the overall thing I love about it, which is again going to sound really cheesy and really girly here, but there's so much love in that family. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Like it shouldn't work. Yeah. They, they shouldn't work well together. They're always like connivingly trying to get one over on each other, but yeah. it's to a point where they know it's not really that harmful. They can oh. pull back from it. Yeah. Uh, love it. I, I can, it's one of them, again, there's a few shows, like, I can watch, just pick up an episode, it doesn't have to even be in yep. order, I can just pick it up, mm -mm. Um, I do it every so often, on Dis with being on Disney Plus now, um, yep. I just, like, say, put it on, and just go up to put Bob's Herbergs on, um, but, like, say, even just thinking about random episodes now, it just makes us laugh, like, the bit where you go to Teddy's Halloween party, and Bob doesn't want oh, to get the hamster. and he kills the yes. hamster. The hamster, but, uh, I love that episode. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just ridiculous though. Um, but yeah, Bob's Burgers it always will be. Even if I picked like a TV show, um, when I was picking through like my favorite TV shows, it was close to being picked. But like, the thing is, it's still ongoing, so that's why I didn't pick it from yeah. my favorite TV shows back then. But yeah, um, like even when like say Gene, one of the most ridiculous episodes when he finds the talking toilet and he has this relationship with his talking <gasps> toilet, which is heartbreaking but beautiful at the same time it, i love i love that episode that was like closer to the end wasn't it because mm -hmm. i i work from home and i have my kindle on in the background because literally i am in this room on my own so i put it on in the background like away from my computer just so i can hear it mm -hmm. um, and i've gone through bob's burgers at least a couple of times i just even i don't even have to watch it mm -hmm. just to hear their voices yeah. It's a comfort enough just hearing their voices. It is absolutely fantastic. I am devastated I did not put it on the list. And now I wish I swapped it out for my last one I'm going to talk about. Um because it is it like I remember I remember seeing images of Tina mm -hmm. online and it was it was it was a like a gif of the you know how she, she loves books. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I was like I need to know where this comes from. So I literally went on, uh, found our image, found the series, watched the first series, and I was just hooked from then on. Like, yeah. absolutely hooked. I, that's how I found it, was a picture of Tina with butts on it. I think, I, again, I got, I came to Bob's Burgers when it was later in the series. Like, I think I was about season five when it was out before I, I started watching it. Just because when you look initially look at the artwork, mm -hmm. it's not the greatest type of... Uh, it's so basic, isn't it? Yeah. And... You think of it, oh, it's going to be one of because there's a lot of cartoons that's around now that you try and watch and you think it's it's style over substance. And I was thinking yeah. it was going to be that, but there's so much substance in this. Um, you can watch an episode and take it a different way. Like there's hilarities, there's there's happy episodes, there's sad episodes, but each I think what I love about it as well, each character gets the moments to shine. No one yep. overshadows each other. Mm. Like even though, it, um, like I said, Tina's quite shy and and not. But is she? Uh, but is she? But it, like, well, she's she, she, definitely <laughs> an introvert. She's definitely an introvert. Definitely. Trying to get out, but um, like I said, even bits where she like comes a witch sometimes that gives her a little bit of confidence and like I said, that, the, that element. There's a couple of episodes from Tina's that that are absolutely brilliant. A book, um, oh, where she. A bit of story start coming to life. Yeah. Because she's 
and one of them was a zombie. Yes. <laughs> one. Um, and also going back to our conversations on bronies, they did a bronies episode yes. <laughs> with Tina's um, fascination with horses. Yeah. And they have, and oh, it's so, and that just shows the seriousness, seriousness mm. of bronies. Um, it was just really good. I tell you what got me though, uh, when American Hot Red Hot American Summer came out, the TV series, I, my sister says, watch the film first, then watch the TV series. Watching the film, I really wasn't paying that much attention to it. I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very much a person who can sit on my phone and watch a film at the same time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I just heard this familiar voice. Looked up, couldn't recognize the person at all, and then they started speaking again, and it was Bob. Right. It was the voice actor of Bob, being Bob. Oh, on my TV, it was so good. <laughs> I had to pay attention then. Going back to as well what I said about Archer being close, because it's the same voice actor who does Bob, who does Archer. Right. Because um, it's it's basically like a piss take out uh, James Bond, but goes through all different type of aspects. But um, they actually take the piss that uh, about Bob's Burgers and the voices, because they do a bit where he goes undercover and he dresses up like Bob and does <laughs> has, uh, like I say, the whole Linda and does a, as a burger chef oh, and stuff. So it, it kind of breaks the fourth wall in itself as well. But um, yeah, going back to what you said as well about your favourite character, which is Louise, who is the standout star of the show. She is like, absolutely, the, like I said, she's the heartbeat of the show. Like, there's mm-hmm. elements where Louise, she's just been a bratty kid, or but she's got such a heart to her. Because like, I think there's an episode where, again, I might be wrong, like the exact premise where her and her dad, Bob, fall out and she kind of like causes loads of trouble and tries to meet up. And at the end, she's like, uh, I, does this mean you need us? And she goes, yeah. And it's kind of like her showing because she never likes to show weakness. And it's the episode, it's the episode where, because her and her dad have a very special bond and on a nighttime, they'll sit and watch television, a television show together. Mm-hmm. And then, it, but it was just them two. And then Jean got involved and then Tina got involved and then she just loses her temper with the whole thing because she's she's a creature of comfort and she likes her routines. Yeah. She doesn't mind spending time with her brother and sister. She's not one of these who doesn't not want to spend time with them. But there's a certain part of her that still wants to be a daddy's little girl. Yeah. And, and, then, she she doesn't doesn't, like her, and she doesn't like that element. She doesn't like to admit that she's no. soft. But yeah. yeah. She doesn't. And oh, when she gets her teeth. The whole oh, episode, <laughs> her, her teeth episode is brilliant. Yeah. She doesn't want to, she's terrified of the dentist. She ends up running away to us aunt's Just house. Before you go, but did, the, did you ever want to play mm-hmm. Gale Force Wins? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a way to get out of it. Wasn't it to distract her? Yeah, it was to basically make her that bored and that hate at the time that she'd want to leave. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they have to do the whole operation at the end where it's like Operation mm. Louise get her teeth taken out and make yeah. it into like a military thing. It's just so good. And the voice actress is Kirsten Shaw. That is her voice. She's not putting it on. That is exactly how Kirsten Shaw sounds. I absolutely love her. I think she's a fantastic actress. Um, I'm trying to think what she's been in recently visually. And I can't think off the top of my head, but Bob's Burgers, good choice, man. Jealous. Gutted. Can't believe I didn't pick it. 
So, but yes, so like, like I say, with these choices, I could have went back to like all the cartoons, but again, I don't think I would have talked about them with as much love because yeah. it would have been like, I, I, well, well, like me, it would have been nostalgia, but I wouldn't be able to go, this happened here and this this mm -hmm. is why I love it. Yeah. But like I said, Bob's Burgers is something that is quite near and dear to us. Yeah, I think I've been so torn on this list of what to do for the best because I said to Anth, I've got to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like I've got, I've got family who listen, and I have to be honest with what I'm saying. And if I say Care Bears, my sister's going to go. Of course, yeah. Care Bears. Like, yes, I, I, I was obsessed with it. Cool. So I wish I, I wish I, I, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of good at that. I wish I took it. I really do wish I took it a little bit more seriously. Like probably like. We oh, can't do that every week, be... otherwise, like say, because we've got jobs and stuff like that. I know uh, it's fun, but if we take it too seriously, it might just take a little bit of the fun out of it. So exactly, that's... that's very true. That is true. Right, move on to my next one. Oh. It is from 1983, and it's still ongoing today. It's still an ongoing thing, mm -hmm. um, but it only had two series. Right, okay. But it's very ongoing today. Actually, as of the next few months, something new is coming out with it. Um, if I say Film Nation, would that mean anything to you? No, not yet. Um, okay, well, he is, he is the master of the universe. Oh, shit. He is He-Man. <laughs> right. He is and was the, probably the greatest thing that ever happened to us as a kid. <laughs> like... It, <laughs> I got into He-Man probably mm -hmm. off the back of my older cousin, mm -hmm. who, like I say, I, like hijacked his childhood. Yeah. He had um, Castle Grayskull. He mm -hmm. had all the figures, like Battle Cat, and then they. It was, and then a cartoon came out of that of yes. what I was playing with. A cartoon then came out of that, and it was it just blew us away. And then it introduces to She-Ra. Now she was going to be on the list I, I, I heavy like I waited out because She-Ra was huge and I did build a massive collect like toy collection off the back of her but He-Man came first yeah. and when I said I can picture my old living room in my house that I grew up in we used to have the television in the corner and then yeah. we had we didn't have shelving we just had VHS's lined up on the side yeah. of the wall where the television was and the last two VHS's no, the last four was Now TV, Now now Something Music one, probably 1981 or something, which was just a load of music videos on a tape. Um, Liverpool AFC, because my dad's a Liverpool supporter, or was a Liverpool supporter, um, and it was a Liverpool AFC video tape. <laughs> don't know. He-Man and Care Bears. They were, everything else was just a recorded VHS, but they were the four main like proper bought videos yeah. and he-man was one of them i was absolutely obsessed it's crazy Looking back as well there's only two of the original because i know there's two been others series. two seasons of it as well mm -hmm. um but it makes kind of sense as well because when they were making the show um like i say as you go back to watching the, uh, the show that we're talking about toys that made us mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. only made the cartoon to sell the figures yeah, this is what me and Andrew talked about last night. When if when you what if you go on YouTube and put in top 
80s TV series intros and watch them, you will realise all you're doing is watching a programme to buy toys. It was literally advertisement for toys because we were, everyone we went through were like, oh yeah, we had a figure for that, had a figure for that, had a figure. Do you know what I mean? They were literally selling you toys through a cartoon. No, like I say, talk about He-Man because there was three cartoons that, that I was obsessed with when I was a kid. There was He-Man, yeah. Thundercats, yeah. and Turtles. Well, Turtles was the one, the main one for me that I got blew away with. He-Man, I loved, but I never revisited it after. Like I said, Anthony doesn't like He yeah, Man at all. Doesn't doesn't get it. Just yeah. doesn't get it at all. And I said to him, it's so hard to describe, but it was the what's he called? Battle Cat? Battle Cats. Cringer. Like, he, he was he was such a weepy little thing, and then all of a sudden he gets like he gets a new identity and just becomes this like powerhouse and Oh, I just, and then Skeletor, like yes. the best and funniest <laughs> bad guy. Like I didn't get it then, but watching back now, some of the stuff he used to say is absolutely comedy gold. And I, I say, what was it, Prince Adam when he, I say, so he used yeah. to go to the sorceress and got the magic sword and say, I <laughs> have the power. By the power of grace, gold. My God. Then he said, I have the power. <laughs> But if you look at the artwork and stuff, yeah, it was very homoerotic as well. <laughs> a lot of the, oh my god! <laughs> a lot of the is... there was muscles on muscles on muscles. I thought Top Gun was bad, but Jesus, he man. <laughs> there is a video, a ten-hour YouTube video of um of phone on blondes mm -hmm. with the he man background, and it is it's just so sexualized. It's unreal. Like it's ten hours as well, by the way, <laughs> on loop. <laughs> Just keep going round and round and round, but it was um again. It's the same as the turtles. Like this, just blew mm -hmm. right the way up to a, where this had its own stage show. Yeah, where Adam and um, Aurora were husband and wife. Ew. <laughs> and it was a it was like a rock show. Right. Honestly, I'll send you the. I will send you the link for Laura's video. She did a whole one of these like cartoon slash figure things that like went into stage shows and the amount of money that was getting made off it. But He-Man is still a franchise that is... Yeah, because Kevin Smith's... Uh, Kevin, yeah, yeah, Kevin Smith is literally just about to bring out his version of Masters of the Universe for animation. Yeah, and if you look at the voice cast that he's got involved with that, wow. That's, that would make any TV show be... Out as well, yeah. the fact they're doing it with Eman as well. Anyone who does know, like, say, have a look up some of the people that's involved in that show, it does make you interested again. But I know like, what, what they're called, the Moto universe, um, it is uh, huge, like, say, um, going back from and they're very are protective of, of the source material as well. but what I liked about He-Man, which I can remember to this day, and it still always made up, after an episode, there used to be always like a two-minute clip where they used to give you a little warning or a little life yes. lesson. Uh -huh, <laughs> yes, it was like a safety tip. It was like health and safety for He-Man. Yeah. Yes, because he would come, he would be coming out. I always remember his walk. Yeah. He would just like walk up to the... It was either He-Man or Prince Adam that used to give you like the little... little yes. Little thing. But talking about, I know, talking about home, like, the look of He-Man, but some of, I know I'm going to sound really creepy and weird here, some of the female 
uh, drones in the He-Man mm. were very sexy. Like, see, I remember my, some of my first questions, like Evil Lynn and Evil Lynn, uh, Evil yeah. Sorceress were, were very, shall we say, voluptuous. Yeah, <laughs> they all were. They even their figures, like when you go and have one year. I mean, I had all of their figures, and they're very much. They, they had a bit of curve to them, but they were very much like just tiny little curve, and then these boobs. Like, if I never had, if I didn't have boob envy in my uh, in my late twenties, then I would certainly have had it when I was a kid. Because bloody hell, my yeah. Shiraz had something packing for them. <laughs> it's amazing some of the stuff they used to get away with back there, but that must have been done on purpose to try and sell things or sell sell the short oh stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Because I remember when the figures came out as well, they used to have a little mini comic. That's how it. Mm -hmm. I, I think it started, but then they brought out the cartoon afterwards to to try and then. It was like a 20-minute advert for the figures type thing. And yeah. they used to bring out really weird ones like Beastman, uh, Spin Top or something where the blue guy with like, used to spin, used to, uh, I remember having him. It was yeah, like, I had him. Yeah, but I remember like see, that and Thundercats had the same type of vibe and feel to it. This uh, is why I didn't, this is why I didn't pick Thundercats because for all I like Thundercats, I can't sit and hold a conversation with Thundercats. No. I can't. I I remember I remember the what, what's the blue one called? See, I can't remember their names. The, so there was um, Lino Cheetah. Um, Lino, is that the blue one? Panthera, Panthera. Panthera was the blue one. Yes, he was like the yes. Right. I had him as a action figure, quite big one. Can remember how he moved because he had a little lever on his back and his arms used to go like that. Like that. Yep. Down so, this not Spotify, we are moving our arms up and literally down. Literally moving like, our arms up and down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but I can't hold a conversation when it comes to Thundercats, even though we own them. Yes. I have them on DVD, I have the, but I will not sit and watch them now. I, and I say this at last night, how comes everything's been turned into a film? Even He-Man was turned into a live action film. Why have they never tried it with Thundercats? I think the, there's there's rumours that they're going to start it again with because I know that it was flying about saying Jason Momoa has been trying to play a lion or um, right. I can see because I think it's a director mm -hmm. who done uh, Godzilla versus Kong. He said his next project wants to be like a live action Thundercats film, but to be honest, I don't think they could have done it. Back in the That's day, exactly the, that is exactly the answer that Ants give. We couldn't have done it. Yeah, because even with the He-Man movie, the elements of the actual He-Man cartoon and, and everything new loved was completely gone. It was completely mm -hmm. a different take on He-Man, and, and it didn't work at all. Even though Dolph London looked the part as He-Man, the part, really and even the guy the who played Skeletor was a good thing, but they didn't that do was, the whole yeah. transform uh, from He-Man to Prince Adam that took that aspect no. out. No, he didn't. Did he? Well, who was it who played Skeletor? It was, um, oh, it was Martin Landau, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Fra I thought it was someone called Frank. Hang on, He Man movie. It was set uh, not twenty twenty one. It <laughs> was. Um, it was. Oh, that was it. Frank Langella. That's one. I knew his first name was Frank, but he chewed the fucking oh scenery like you wouldn't believe. Like, <laughs> Frank Langella is a very um, he's an amazing actor. If you ever watch Frost Nixon, he played Nixon. Um, so good. Who was it who was... I always thought Frank Langella played um, Bella Lugosi in Edward. 
Yeah. I one, did not. I'm forgetting the, oh. one of our favourite friends was in there as well, Courtney Cox. Yes, Courtney Cox <laughs> was in it too. But He-Man is such a, for all it's been going since 1983, you would think there's a reason that why it's been going so long is because it is well loved. It isn't the most perfect franchise out there if you watch um toys that made us it's had some proper downfalls like the movie aside mm -hmm. the line of figures that it's brought out is just been very hit and miss i think what it had like not a huge fan base but a small passionate one and that's sometimes mm -hmm. all you need like say, to keep that's these kind of things going look at rocky horror down the years there was probably years when rocky horror picture show was not viewed to the massive level it is now well, like I say, it's yeah. just it's like a small cult following to keep things, as long as keep things alive, if that makes sense. That, or, that, no, you're right, you're right. It, it, it has to have been doing something. Mm -hmm. I really do recommend watching um, Toys That Made Us for not just the He-Man and the Turtle episodes. I mean, they are fantastic. But mm -hmm. they also have the history of Star Wars on there. And Barbie, okay. the Barbie one is, like, I'm not a, I'm not a Barbie person. I don't... Like, I haven't owned a Barbie. Like, it's just, if Barbies were in our house, it would be because of Michaela. Like, I never yeah. had Barbies. Interesting to hear shit that goes on about toys, though. The backstabbing and stuff. Wow. <laughs> Especially the Barbie episode as well. Yeah. Like, my God, there is some very selfish and greedy people. And when money gets involved, you see true colours. True. True that. And it's such a good series. It's three seasons out. And it's just, it's really interesting. Like, not even if you're not even a toy fan, it's still, like, really interesting. But also, again, they've done a, uh, another spin-off series, like the films they made us as well. That was well done as yeah, well. Yeah, that was years. good. But again, that was, there was, um, I think, the films, because they've done uh, one last year came out, was the Christmas movies. And, uh, yes, they did the Christmas films. I think I watched... Um, I didn't watch them all. I watched the Ghostbusters one, obviously. Oh, Ghostbusters um, was really good. But the, the Nightmare Before the Christmas one. The Nightmare Before Christmas one is such an eye-opener. Anyone who likes Tim Burton, watch that film. Watch that show. It might change your mind on how you feel about Tim Burton. That's all I'm saying. I have I have such a mixed opinion on Tim Burton. Like, did anyone... Did anyone, I'm asking <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys! <laughs> Hi guys! Does anyone? Um, I, I do. I'm actually interested if anyone has watched um, the Death of Superman lives. Yes. It was a documentary brought out by John Schnepp, rest in peace, Schnepp, King of the Sweaties, who are oh, such a loss. We lost him a couple of years ago. So sad. But he brought this amazing documentary out called The Death of Superman That's Lives, yes. and I, that's my, where my opinion changed on Tim Burton. <laughs> right there in that documentary and the fact that Kevin Smith was just royally like he was heavily involved in that and then royally pushed out but just the writing side of it not direction or anything oh, no, the writing um, side. Say if you watch his show as well uh, I think it was an evening with Kevin Smith when he tells yeah. the whole uh, Superman Lives story but I know he tells it again in, in that documentary but it's hilarious and I know for years he used to sign that script he wrote uh, fuck Tim Burton <laughs> Yeah. So was, um, and then and and then for somewhat he just he because he was riding high off the back of his Batman mm -hmm. that was the main thing yeah and then all of a sudden he's just not interested he's very hit and miss with me yeah. um I love Nightmare Before Christmas I have a lot of fond memories of it it is it's been huge within my family like our yeah. dogs were named after Jack and Sally 
I think we'll leave that one there because I think that one's going to come up in a lot of conversations when we do in the future. Okay. So, uh, we'll not go into that one because, again, I've got so much love for that film. And like I say, I've got an obsession with, well, Shall we say? Oh, look at. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, oh, right, we'll stop. We'll yeah. stop. Stop talking. Okay. Oh, yes. Where were we? He Man. He Man, so yes. So, any more to add right. to the, the master? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, no, not really. Like, it's not something I, I just. When thinking of card. See. I, I looked at this list of more cartoons of grown up as opposed yeah. to right now. And yeah. when I think of cartoons of grown up, He-Man's huge. Mm. Like it was yeah. massive for us. It brought us into um, not just He-Man, but She-Ra. Yeah. The film, if anyone, I love the film. It's actually available on YouTube if you want to watch it. Yeah. Bit weird because it's very much out of date. No, but it's uh, it was just special, and I thought it was worth the mention. So yeah. there we go. But it's a good, yeah. it's a good point you've made there. Like, see, you've went from different aspects to what I've done, which is a quite thing. Because if we, as we've done with with certain things we've picked, we've been quite specific. But this one was a quite of a broader search, and I think we've got better mm. material out of it than we would yeah. have if we. I'm good. I'm good with myself though. Yeah, we probably would have um, had similar talk, similar picks if. If we did narrow it down a little bit, so yeah. If if it was a like childhood cartoons, yeah, I, there'd have been a lot of uh, probably a lot in there. But mm -hmm. and that's why. I, and it was I think it was my suggestion last week where I said, "Can we make it a bit more broader?" And have you noticed all of mine are from nineteen eighty five? Like <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even because I wanted to use the likes of Bob's Burgers and potentially Family Guy because I love Family Guy. But then I was like. I've got to really like, I think I really need to go back to childhood to make yeah. it more interesting and yeah. get us thinking a bit. So I think I I'm trying to do more quality over quantity because I know Family Guy, again, mm. this whole thing, but to me, that did go down in quality through the years. But again, um, that's probably down to my opinion than anything else. But rather than dwelling, mm -hmm. you want me to go to the, my next pick? You go to your next one. So again, so this cartoon, when I watched it the first time as a kid, changed the way I viewed cartoons, which probably changed mm -hmm. the way I viewed cartoons for the rest of my life, being honest with you. Um, I wanted a superhero cartoon into, because like I say, oh. that sort of thing. There was a few I could have picked from. I could have I picked, which one I, you picked. I could have picked The Amazing Spider-Man, which I didn't, which I did love. No. I could have mm -hmm. picked the X-Men cartoon, which again, I loved, but I didn't. Yep, yep. Because that had one of the best theme tunes, and yep. see the first two seasons, well, the first season that was absolutely brilliant. But for me, I know where you go. This one is special, and it made us look at cartoons like in an adult way as well, which I never thought I would do. It was you've got it, you've got to see. No, see it. Damn it! I thought you were going to say, "I am vengeance. I am the I am, night. I am the night." No, but uh, <sighs> even the opening credits of this is not like a cartoon like you would nope. have seen it was very dark so moody and so I, I, I can't even explain how it made us feel back then because it was i was like i was watching something that i shouldn't be watching if that was seen at that age because it was like oh this is a bit adult this is this is in. and it was the first cartoon i saw that there was a swear word in because i'm sure in one yeah. of the episodes uh one of the criminals tells batman to piss off <laughs> <laughs> 
And I was yeah. like, what? This is a cartoon I'm watching that was on, uh, like I say, what we're talking about now, Saturday Night Live, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, used to wait all the time for this one to come on every week. Um, it was the first uh, to introduce a certain Harley Quinn to the uh, Batman universe as well, because she didn't actually debut in the comics. She was actually made she... for the animated series as well. Um, had a brilliant voice act. Ca- cast which to me has to be beaten on any, t- any TV show going like Kevin Conroy as Batman you could close your eyes and he could talk and it would take is, to Batman he deserves to be in the list of who is your favourite Batman mm-hmm. because he is the epitome of, oh he's just amazing mm-hmm. absolutely amazing um, sorry keep going I'm trying and to find Mark something. Hamill as the Joker now I know, like I say, I've got a love yeah. of, I love Mark Hamill. Like I say, Mark Hamill can't, can do anything wrong. He could punch me in the face mm-hmm. and I would say, thank you, can I have another? Yeah. <laughs> he, as that Joker, he was amazing. And when they reprised the roles later on, like I say, for the, uh, the TV movies that they did, like the animated films, and even the Batman, the Arkham Knight games, it yeah. brought that level of nostalgia that you needed. And again, mm-hmm. like I said, to me, like Batman always has a place in my heart. Like I say, that is my favorite superhero. I, I always go to Batman, um, go, even though I hate Tim Burton's Batman, which again, I've wrote about and had discussions about, but going back to the Adam West Batman, that's me sitting with my grandfather and my, my, my dad watching that on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one, when I watched it for the first time, because I still remember the credits and thinking, what's this? Because you see the two spotlights. Yeah. You see, like the building, the robbers breaking in, the explosions. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it introduced us to such a backlog of bat- characters. It didn't just sit on the big ones as well. Like, of course, you had the Batwomans, you had the Poison Ivies, you had the Joker, Two Face, but you also had Killer Croc, Mad Hatter, um, the Ventrilo twist, and everything was brought in and done so well didn't take the piss out of the subway trying to wish a lot of things do. It was done so serious. And I think, I know going back, which is crazy, there's only four seasons of this mm-hmm. that was made. Um, and if you watch, like I said, the later DC movies that were brought out recently that went back to that premise of the animated series, the yeah. look, the feel, even the voice actors they're using back. I know there was the, the issue with Hush, which was absolutely terrible. Oh. On the majority what? of them, the Hush TV show was the Hush Hush TV film was terrible. Absolutely oh, I was going to say I didn't I didn't watch it. I've literally not long like I think at some point this year I read Hush for the first yeah. time. Blows yeah, up, yeah. Completely if, blows if, away. If you hadn't watched, if you hadn't read Hush the comic, you might mm-hmm. like it. But the change it so drastically in this TV film mm. it spoils it. Um, the only other one I didn't like was um, your favorite comic, the. Joke? The killing joke, yes, because they made Bruce and Barbara have a relationship that felt really awkward. Uh, that's um, yeah, that was that that no, I did not agree with that. I'm going to admit when I when I started writing this list up last night, like ideas for it, this was number one for us, and I didn't pick it because I knew you would. Yeah, this, uh, and, this was number one on like in before yeah. I even wrote a list down. This was I knew it would be. Uh, I knew I knew fine well and I was like, you you you're losing the slot 
with <laughs> something you know you're going to be able to talk about. Yes. I don't particularly like to admit that I am like I like DC. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what it is with this. I don't know if it's the Marvel fangirl in us or what. But when it comes to any Marvel, uh, excuse me, any DC reading list, Batman is number mm -hmm. one. Yeah. There has been so many amazing titles come out of that character. Um, Arkham Asylum is yeah. is a trippy, amazing. Very trippy. <laughs> it's very trippy, but well worth your patience because you have to have it in order to read it. Yeah. Um, this this animated series. When I was doing some research last night, the first thing it said was it was the first adult themed yeah. cartoon. Mm -hmm. it, they knew who they were. They mm -hmm. they were catering for you now. Yeah. Not and, you and, then. And, you now. And watch it now again. It holds up. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. The graphics. It's so film noir. It's very. Yeah. Um, it sounds strange. It's very like Dick Tracy and. Uh, no, I no, I totally get it. And even Blade Runner, I would say there's there's not like the futuristic aspects, but the, the look, the the film, the buildings. Like mm -hmm. I would always go back to this as if I was going to go back and watch a cartoon. I've many a times just watched it, and it's very it's it's got a very forties or fifties feel to it as well. Um, it does. I, it, I, I totally get what you mean, but that isn't. Is that not how it, you see Batman a lot? Apart from like, I, I love the video games. Mm -hmm. I, I and I love the fact that a new one's coming out soon. Like, yeah, yay! Mm -hmm. I even I don't know how many times I've bought them video games as well mm -hmm. because I keep buying them, selling them, and getting them because I kind of <laughs> not have them in my life. They are yeah. so good, and I will always remember the no spoilers. The one where Joker dies mm -hmm. at the oh, end credits. It's yeah. Mark Hamill singing. Me and Ant, I swear to God, Ant had a lug in his throat, and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> and crying my eyes out over the fact that Joker's dead. <laughs> One thing I do adore about Batman, and again, I will fight anyone who tries to argue with us, he mm -hmm. has the greatest rogue gallery in villains in any comic book. Yeah. Full totally stop. Agree. Don't care what you yeah. say, you can go with anyone. I know, like I say, Spider-Man has, has some good villains. I would say he's... It's, not, it's but, nothing but, in comparison to interest mm -hmm. on Batman's Royal Gallery. They are more interesting than Spider-Man's. Yeah, the more scarecrow. Like, look at the scarecrow. It picks on your dreams. Like I say, the Joker, mm -hmm. no, <clears throat> no rhyme or reason, just wants to cause chaos and destruction. Mm -hmm. Even the Penguin is as the mob boss is weird, but again, can be quite scary. I lost love in Dr. Freeze, Dr. Victor Freeze, who's basically shut him off himself from, from the world. Yeah. The Riddler, who's too clever for his own good, wants to make the world pay for making him feel stupid. Mm -hmm. um, I could just go oh, what on. A lovely way of look, what <laughs> a lovely way to look at the Riddler. I've never really looked at it that way before. Yeah. That's so good. But I can say, I, I've always had a lot of time for Batman. That was one, like I say, one of my favourite comics. And, um, again, if we're naming comics that I would always recommend people to read, there's always a two Hush, which again yeah. I know you are a big fan of, and the and the I'm trying to get it right now because I'm sure I've got it wrong before. It's either the I'm sure it's the Long Halloween, but um, trying to remember it off the top of my head, I don't. It's, yeah, the Long Halloween. It's long I know, Halloween. I mean, <clears throat> I know the used elements 
of the long Halloween in Batman Begins, but I mm-hmm. know heavily um, in the new Batman with the Robert Pattinson, it's using uh, heavily based on that apparently because it is a detective yeah. story, which are not a lot of Batman are shown these days. Normally, it's like the gadgets and Batman getting in fights, but the main thing with Batman, which again, <laughs> it sounds it sounds ridiculous, he is the greatest detective, and yes. that's that's what like I said. His comic was, like I said before he became Batman, was like, what was it? I've got it somewhere. I'm sure it was like, um, I don't want to get the wrong name because it, it was something detective. Nearly brain's none. But yes, I would always recommend The Long Halloween just because it's interesting. It shows you a different side and it's quite slow and unwinding and it takes you down a, a trip, which... Oh, that's good because I felt Hush was very um, heart racing. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Computation, need to get to the next page kind of oh. book. Um, Court of Owls, I thoroughly yes. enjoyed. Like, I was invested. Modern Batman, that's brilliant. Like, say, that was quite, um, because that was during the new 52 uh, release. Yeah. I know we're talking about the animated series, but I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see, go back, I would like to see a film based in the Court of Owls. I think that would be a very interesting I film. Think the TV, I think the TV series covered the Court of Owls. Um, I, I never watched it. Watch it. No, I didn't watch <laughs> it either. No, but going back to Killing Joke, um, not great given it is, take out the Barbara Gordon bit of her and Batman, take it, take that out. And that is, it, it was pretty good. And now the fact that Mark Hamill was in it, it was all right. If you want to understand Barbara's mindset and how... The, kill, the events of the killing joke actually affected her. Read the new 52 back girl. It yeah. goes into it. That she, the, her PDST through that is explained better than what that can do. I recommend that. And also if I'm going on, if I want, if I'm going to recommend things, I also want to recommend a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The dedication this guy put into what he thought was an injustice it's called batman and bill right and and it's about the recognition that bill finger didn't get because of bob kane and the because of this documentary is the reason you will see now bill finger's name on a batman project right because it never used to it always created by bob kane yeah and right. now it doesn't. It says created by, and I hope to God that he's spinning in hell, because that's where he'll be. Because again, greed, money, it, it it changes a person, and or or it, or in, it heightens what's already there. And Bob Kane is a was a very greedy person. This documentary is phenomenal mm-hmm. on the actual work that Bill Finger did in comparison to what yeah. Bob Kane did. Because if we went off what Bob Kane did, you wouldn't be looking at the Batman you're looking at right now. No. It looked ridiculous. Yeah. Look at the drawings. It's horrendous. And he would have went with that. Yeah. Um, and, it, and he came in, Bill Finger, your picture of the Joker, the white face, the makeup, all comes from Bill Finger. It's a very good documentary. It's called Batman and Bill. I can't recommend it enough. It, it has Bill Finger's family in there who, you know, are very bitter. Yeah. Very, and it's understandable, very bitter about the fact that their, you know, their father and grandfather 
was left for nothing. It's very much similar to a Jack Kirby situation. Mm-hmm. Like Jack Kirby and Stan Lee is very similar in respect to that. But the only difference is, for all Stan got quite a lot of recognition, yeah. it was always there on paper that that's actually Jack Kirby's work. Like people, they didn't have that with Bill. Really good. Very good. I'll look, I'll, look, I'll look out for it, but I did not know about that. About, um, I can say that aspect, but yes, again, whatever integration or, or version of Batman there is out there, I'll always have to be it because that is my obsession. Batman is always going to be my number one. I can see you can keep Superman too nice too, but Mr. Mr. Blue Eyes can't do no wrong. But uh, Batman, there's always been that element where the human side of him is is relatable even though he's a billionaire and that's what his powers is he's a billionaire and he mm-hmm. is fueled by vengeance and hate and pain which i think is so much more interesting than a lot of the superheroes out there yeah. um, and i think as a showcase that show shows off batman better than other than i would say the, the Chris Nolan trilogy has been done in a long time. I don't yeah, think totally any, any, any integrations of Batman would be done better. So I would always suggest if they were going to make more Batman or another mm-hmm. Batman cartoon, base it on that. Use that as the basis. Build from it. Because that yeah. is a, um, Learn from it. They didn't do much wrong from that. No, totally agree. You'd learn so much just from them four series. And they did because they took that aspect into the video games. Like the video games worked so well because it came off the back of the animated series that like you use in the same voices. I'm sure in Arkham Knight, have we not got Kevin Conway on that one as well? Like, I think on most of them there were. I think it's uh, when, uh, spoiler for the last one, when Batman dies. Um, <laughs> I think that was his last performance. He said it was he was going to be voicing Batman, but I don't know if he's done anything. Because I think it was it was all three of them. It was Mark Hamill, um, Kevin Conway, and the second version of Harley Quinn, who is oh my god, I absolutely love this woman. What is her name? Oh, what is her name? It's not um, the original voice of Harley is Arlene Sorkin. Really, Kevin did. Kevin Smith did a really good version of a really good version, a really good interview with her mm-hmm. and her involvement in it. But oh my god, who who is the most famous person for doing a voice? What is her name? Um, so one of the most uh, recent ones, a cartoon from Kel- uh, Keely Keely Kukul. Keely Kukul, but I don't know. Tara Strong. Oh, that would have done my head in. Tara <laughs> Strong. She. If you if you hear Harley in your ear you're hearing Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. She is the epitome of, and I think it was their, them three working together for the last time, because they've done, because after Arlene, after Harley got popular, Tara took over, yeah. and they'd worked together, the three of them, for a very long time, and then the last game was their last hurrah together. True, but that's also a good shout though, when you talk about cartoons, because to be honest, if it goes on at the same level that it's doing now, the new Harley Quinn, cartoon is absolutely fantastic love uh, it. I would always re- love it. Again, recommend that to anyone who hasn't seen it I think there's two seasons out if two you like and- stupid cartoon and a little bit adult humour brilliant mm-hmm. it's so Going good 
absolutely love this. Um, as I see a lot of me and Carolyn in Harley and Poison Ivy, like a lot of our personalities are very much similar to them too. <laughs> it's quite like you can understand. I understand how they're friends because that is exactly how we are. <laughs> I start being worried that I'm going to get bumped off or something. <laughs> not at all. Um, we're not that evil. We're not as evil as them too. Um, I just, I love, I absolutely loved it. I think I watched like the first few episodes, fell off it and then came back to it again, again, came back to it, but I finished it this time and it's, Kaylee, I didn't expect Kaylee to do a good job of Harley. Really yeah. didn't. Oh, she was brilliant. I was, absolutely she brilliant. was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but Even, Tara oh, I, wouldn't, Strong, I wouldn't mind seeing it doing a live action. Maybe not a film, but maybe a TV spin-off. Like live action. Yeah, but, that would be interesting. I'd, I would watch anything with Kaylee in, it, Ka yeah. Kaylee in it, to be honest. She's so good. I love her as Penny. Yes. She's like my favourite. Love her to bits. It's um, a started as well. And then Charmed. <laughs> she was in Charm for a bit as well. Followed her for a long time. Um, right, that was a good choice. We could make a full episode on Batman, to be honest. True. We really we could, because oh, we probably will at some point. Because <laughs> I think I don't like to admit it, and I, there's no reason not to. But when I start talking about Batman, I realise how much I do love Batman and how much I have actually read as well. Yeah. Like I don't the um their Black series. Mm -hmm. from their DC Black Series. Is it Black Series? No, no, yeah, it was, it, was, it was the first one that came out where it was the infamous uh, the Bat One that was in it. And the first showed Batman's penis in, <laughs> in the first issue. Okay, I've not seen that one. <laughs> I, I bought it for £3.50 and I sold it for 60 quid because they actually... Wow! Because the discontinued it. Because wow. there was that many complaints about it. And it literally... Um, I, I'll show. I, I think I've got. A, I might have a picture somewhere. But literally, it was just like the thinnest line of his outline, of his penis, and there was uproar. Wow! It's it, honestly DC. DC fans go when they go in, they go hard. I will always remember the controversy over Batgirl and um, the Batgirl variant cover for the Joker seventy fifth yes. anniversary. Yeah. Wow. I never actually, and, you can't actually buy that. It's only read no. like, like, and someone's made up. But no, I remember that. Yeah. The the artist was devastated, and if you've not heard it, it was Batgirl um held up. It wasn't by gunpoint, was it? Or was oh, it? Was a, it had the Joker standing behind her with like a single tear rolling down her face, mm -hmm. and it was very. I thought it was very powerful. powerful. Yeah. Very powerful, because like, there's Killing Joke is very much, I believe, up to your interpretation of what happened, because you don't get you get to see what is on page. It is up to you to determine what he actually did to her, mm -hmm. because it's not implied. But again, it is hinted at. Yeah. Did he attack in a I not did. very good way? Yeah. Um, as opposed to just shooting her. And also, that is that's what people believe she was attacked. Therefore, that is a very insensitive picture to Batgirl. At the time, I was furious because there was something else going on in the media. And I'm like, you know what? If you put your attention, the, the amount of passion and attention you have done in this variant cover into actual real life problems, mm -hmm. like, you can conquer anything. But no, I kept my mouth shut because I don't like to start arguments on social media. <laughs> Uh, yes, no. we'll, leave, we'll leave Batman now because, like I say, we've 
good. We are going to come back probably <laughs> over and over yeah, and over again. Definitely. Oh, definitely. So we'll go to my last one. I didn't think I was going to pick this one. And then when I, when I wrote it down on paper, it made sense and it makes sense to me because this is my level of humor. Um, it, is, it started in 1997. It is still going today. Still, and do you know what? It's one, of, it's one of them series where it is so relevant with the times, it doesn't get fucking old. I think that's the first swear word I've done all this uh, <laughs> all this episode. It doesn't get old. It is South Park. I absolutely love this series. It is some of the funniest shit I have ever seen. The and like I say, it is so relevant. They did a whole series, a whole series about the election. Yes. Oh, I the very public, not not yeah, the most recent uh, election. When the you one think where, about America as well, what they get away with and how they push the yep. boundaries. And if anyone, not I wouldn't say stands up. If anyone tries to go against them and say that, that, like try and restrict what they can do, they come down hard on them. Like I remember, the whole, uh, was it Isaac Keyes uh, yep. when he yep. wasn't happy that they were poking fun at Scientology. Um, mm -hmm. So, so they did a full like, episode on it. So, yep. So that so then it was hell on. <laughs> yep. But and yeah. killed them off. Yes. And the do you know what the I watched something on that recently about Isaac Hayes and he was he wasn't happy at the 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 what they did with Scientology. So they they do what they do. They did a full episode on it. And then they created like Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They're not people who were. They'll go after anyone basically, and he says. They didn't see him complaining when they were doing episodes on Christianity, yeah. on Catholics, on Muslims. Didn't complain then, but the minute it hit home to him, and mm -hmm. that's when he started kicking up an uprise. So no, we'll just do. It. We're just going to make it. We're just going to go even harder yeah. and just piss you off even more. But I, they are yeah, I, brilliant I creators. Where, with South Park, I can pick up and watch it from time to time. It's yeah. not one of the ones I love. I think when it first came out, it was the shock factor. Because oh yeah, shopping. You never seen like, when they got George Clooney to do a voice of a gay dog, which was absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> the whole gay, big gay owl character as well was so fun and. Um, I'm super. Thanks for asking. I couldn't be better with things considering I'm okay. <laughs> Sang so much on this episode. I think. What, like I say, my favorite episodes with South Park is when. The, like the lampoon different things like I love the whole uh, the, the coon and stuff um, and the coon and friends episodes friends. where they take the piss out of uh, like all the superhero genres then they go uh, like say take the piss out of Lord of the Rings they do that the fantasy well. ones yeah. the fantasy the fantasy genre that they did which leads into the video game Stick of Truth which is one of my favourite video oh what's he got he's just reached up for something what have you got Oh, look at him! <laughs> it's Cartman's character from um, his superhero character from South Park. Oh, oh, wow! Miss, what was he called? Mystery. Mysterion. Mysterion. That was it. And but I, I haven't got my favorite character out of them, but I, I am going to keep hands up, which is Captain. Was it Captain Chaos? Captain Chaos Butters. <laughs> oh, hang on, two minutes. Two minutes. Oh, yeah. I, don't have, I, I don't have Captain Chaos, yeah. but I have my little friend here. Hang on. 
my headphones not going back in because my <laughs> fingernails are getting in the way. Oh no. Right. Hold on. Hold on. I got my little butters. Uh, what is it? <laughs> he's actually he's actually my sister's who did not want him anymore and I could not and he's absolutely disgusting. Um he's monkey. I could not not see him go to a home, so I took him on. But it is my favourite Captain Chaos. If you've played Stick of Truth, he is the best character to use. He has the greatest, he has the best powers, especially when he changes into Captain Chaos. He is really hard. Yeah. Um, I love Stick of Truth. I love the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it is absolutely hilarious. Um, I just look, there's so much about it. Like, yeah, I can literally go into a series and just, just stick it on and have it on the back. I probably will when I go and have my tea tonight. How can you? How can a show get away with having Saddam Hussein having sex with the devil? Because they just can. Like I say, they did a whole series of the election of Hillary and Trump, yeah. but obviously fitting into their universe. It was Mr. Garrett, just, wasn't it? Yes, but they just they make things so relevant, which is why, like, and up to date, which is why they're still as strong as what they are. I there did, is a little. Oh, yeah. I didn't get away with the last season that came out with the Tegarty Farm and all of, about all the weed and stuff. Um, again, I don't think I've. Is that on Netflix? I've only watched. If they're on Netflix, then I've watched them. If they're not, then I haven't. But going back to something that was mentioned about Bob's Burgers, this show does good Halloween episodes. They always do. Like I say, oh, I've never picked, I've never noticed that. I just I think I noticed it more with Bob's Burgers because there's not as many. Mm-hmm. Um, series as they are what we're in South Park 20 something oh 20 odd now yeah the good 20 something yeah I think but I haven't watched it religiously if it's on I'll watch it but I'll I'll mm-hmm. keep going back to the imagination land episodes as well just that I'm quite entertaining I love the member berries member, member. <laughs> so make my sister say to each other all the time member <laughs> um the there is a I'm a sucker for a documentary as you probably have guessed. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a very short documentary on the making of South Park. Very fascinating. One episode takes one week, takes right. seven days. You watch them from day one to day seven. Mm-hmm. And did you know Bill Hader? Saturday Night Live. Yeah, um, no, it was uh, uh, a yeah, yeah, he is a writer for South Park. Right, okay. Oh, he, I don't know if he is today. This was when the doctor so he was. He's in the writer's room with Matt and Trey, and they literally do an episode on a board, act it out as best they can, like the amount of fights that come out of it. But they have to be done in a certain time for them to start the animation, to start the, the voiceover. It takes seven days for one episode. Right, okay. And it, it is so fascinating. They are tremendously lovely people for the topics that they cover on South Park they are very sensitive very caring very understanding of each other they it doesn't look like they are two people who live in each other's pockets mm-hmm. that they can give each other their own space yeah they very much it's like one person it's so weird their relationship is fantastic I mean it has to have been they've worked together like South Park is not the only thing that they've done together yeah um because it was based upon as well that was done. I could say what I, I, oh, one, of my go, one of my go-to films when I was, if I'm feeling sick or thing, or if you just want to turn your brain off and watch something stupid. Um, Mallrats and yeah. or ga- and and basketball was one of them. Get the old band from the Facebook page that one. 
<laughs> Old Cosmotron or something, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. I just always remember the song, and now you're a man, a many, many man. <laughs> I think I've sang so much on this episode. Save some me, save some me, don't worry. <laughs> so South Park, it's a, it's still relevant today. It's still funny. Like go, like the, watch the film. It is hilarious. It is so funny. Video games. I wasn't too keen on the most recent one, but Stick of Truth is phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. I think with South Park as well, um, you're a good point. Like I say, it does try and stay relevant, um, but it hasn't gone gone past the point of where it gets self stale too much because it likes it yeah. on. It moves other characters on. Where like the, the likes of the Simpsons and stuff, where it is very stale now, and it's just doing the mm -hmm. same type of jokes. And um, what got to me with the Simpsons as well, they tried to improve on the look as well, and that kind of drew us away because it was looking too clean, too nice. Where yeah. South Park, it's the same. If you look at it back in the first season, it's the same kind of look, and like having yeah, Bob, Bob Tyson as a as a, like a, as a Power Ranger villain, which was just unbelievable as well. They've, they've, they've certainly brightened it up, but the main, the main heart of it is not changed. No. Like, I know the opening credits, they've only changed the opening credits once mm -hmm. in their whole entire run. And I think that that's when Kenny, because Kenny's not in it anymore. He eventually, I don't think he is anyway. I think he came back. I can back. never remember. He, he, he killed off, left because they tried to replace him with other characters in the brought back, but they just don't kill them off as much now. But Butters is like one of my favourite. I love Butters. Cartman's still like, it's very cliche to say, but he is still like one of my favourites. He's so funny, especially the mystical ones, like the Lord of the Rings one. That, and there's an episode where they all become um, obsessed gamers. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And they gradually get bigger and bigger and bigger throughout the whole episode. It is brilliant i am actually going to stick some on after this i'm going to have my tea i've kind of i kind of i've now mentioned it i've like planted the seed in like yeah i'm gonna watch some south park <laughs> but they for for a see like a series that started in 97 and still like it's had peaks and like it's had, like it had like a yeah, high a point different. didn't it yeah it had a type where it was just crazy and they were getting it was like one of the biggest things ever that it dropped out of the thing that came back. Um, I know the last time that it had its big major controversy was when they did the whole um, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg banging Indiana Jones raping him. Uh, uh, um, that was the last thing I think they had where it was like major controversy where I think, <laughs> yeah, I think there's been a lot of things on the show that has caused ruptions but I don't think, yeah. I think it's one of them now where it tries to stay relevant but I don't think it can do well saying that they'll watch it bring out the next season and get caused World War 3 or something like that but you but, know what though if it's not true then what what are you worried about like yeah. if what they're saying is not true why are you getting so upset about it just write it out it's when they start speaking the truth then I'd get worried mm -hmm. <laughs> But the people are just far too, far too sensitive. And I think South Park are getting to the point now where they don't give a shit. <laughs> they no. really don't give a shit. In fact, they've made the money. They must, like the amount of merchandise and everything. I think everyone yep. owns, I'd say, a South Park, uh, like I say, kind of everything. Like I say, I used to have a plushie 
uh, Kenny at one oh, point. Oh, who didn't? Well. I had a Cartman. Michaela had a Stan. Like, Michaela's at me, my sister, she's a big fan of South Park. She finds it, like, to this day, hilarious. Like, I think she actually got me back into it. Because yeah. um, she she says, like, you need to watch, like, it's the new thing. I think it was when the Scientology part was on. She was like, <laughs> you need to watch this. And especially the whole um, Michael Jackson, the oh, aeroplane one. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. So yeah. good, such a good series. I had to put it on my list. So, so that is our top five. Yeah, we, we talked a lot more than I was expecting. To be honest, we've done well. Yeah. I think once we got yeah. back flowing with that, that went that went, went really well. We were really <laughs> we were really worried about this episode because it was the one where you could say, right, what's your number one? What's your number two? What's your number yeah. three? Like you could literally go through it so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm quite surprised. It's been it's been good. I thought it was. I was very worried about this episode. Yeah, but no, very yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, but um, but yeah, thanks for uh, any anything you want to <laughs> add? Any news there, young lady? I do want to say congratulations to Kelly who won the t-shirt last week. Oh yes, yes, she won our first uh, nerdy up north t-shirt where we kind of changed the look of the Beetlejuice logo and put it across and put the word in the words of Nerdy Up North and yes so she she won the competition last week and talking on the back of t-shirts as well we have had our first person buy a t-shirt from us as well which they're not generally on sale but we did have one of my friends message me privately asking Mm to do make a shirt which I have so yeah so now we are selling merchandise when we can (laughs) we can when we can, and <laughs> um, no, I just wonder. Kelly was uh, Kelly is a girl after my own heart. She is a she. Her favorite podcast is um, Last Podcast on the Left, which is one of mine. And she made me cry by saying that we were as good. And I was like, Oh, oh that's <laughs> you don't that really handle so people saying nice things about you, do you? <laughs> no, I don't do very well at all. I think my first defense is to just cry. <laughs> I just get weepy. So congratulations, Kelly. You look absolutely fantastic. That t-shirt choice was the best. Um, I don't have any more more. I don't have any more to say. I don't have anything else to add. Yeah. So like I say um again, thank you for if you if you listen to us talk about like things we are passionate about, which is um uh, always fun for us, but I hope you still enjoy it as well. We have spoken to a few people about joining us on the podcast in the future so yeah. and we had carolyn uh, join us which i really enjoyed i thought it was a good uh, different aspect that was fun it was fun having having my bud with me um it'll be interesting just to we ha- like paul has reached out to other people to get on because this it's going to get to the point where we're going to start it, things are just going to start becoming difficult because yes. We're starting to get like the rhythm of what we know of each other, and so to, to add add an extra person in there would make things more interesting. So yeah. Paul's working on that. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, hi everyone, and uh, please remember to like, share, subscribe, come join us on Facebook, Nerdy Up North Community Facebook page, and we are on Instagram. And if you could like and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, and if you can be a darling and review us on iTunes, it just helps other people to see our podcast and get involved with the Facebook community page, which is thriving, absolutely thriving. Like I, it blows my mind every day 
that even with the world coming into its normality, it, once again, people are still engaged and involved in it. It's great. Love it. No, it, it, like I said, it, it blows, like I said, as you said, it blows your mind to think that does. people are still coming on talking about nerdy shit, which um, like I say I love. But uh, just to go back a little bit uh, for what you said about as well about the guests, I know Kelly, who won the T-shirt, has mentioned that she wouldn't mind coming, so she might be a guest. Uh, in the future, she better not. She better not be saying nice things all the time. I can't <laughs> do a whole episode crying my eyes out. No, that, that's <laughs> it. that was something to look forward to. But again, hopefully, we've got a few more surprises to come in uh, future. But again, yeah, get liking, let's subscribe, and like I say, if you've got any comments, you, you agree, you disagree, you think we're talking shite, tell let us. Let us know. <laughs> get, on the, get on the Facebook page. Get on the comments. Let us know. We're yeah. not scared. We we'll, we'll happily hold our hands up and go. Yeah, we're talking a lot of shit. <laughs> yes but, um, no it's been a pleasure speaking to you again Sam thanks for putting up with us for the last uh, hour or so um, hopefully speak to you again uh, next week yep go on see it so see same it. bad time same bad channel um, I'd like to see you later you stay definitely. nerdy stay <laughs> nerdy everybody bye bye